A new episode on female-led action films is going live right now. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Real Ranked. We're on episode 20, talking about female-led action movies with the release of the 355. So uh, let's bring in who we have today, uh, starting with Jack Pinchuk. Hello, hey. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you, Matthew. I'm glad to be here. And we got John Petrovich. Hey, Matthew. Hi, Jack. Hi, been a while since i've uh, been on the show been a while since we talked about like nick cage but i'm i'm excited to get back into this you know yeah awesome. all right um i'm gonna pull up we're doing a tier list today for uh all you audio listeners so uh let's pull it up to the stream uh we got a we got 37 movies to talk about oh jesus christ so many. <laughs> this is gonna be fun. Okay. So. <laughs> All right, you guys ready? Yeah, let's Always. let's jump into it. We're starting off with a banger here. Yeah, it's uh, the first movie is barely lethal. Everybody's favorite A twenty four movie. Uh, <laughs> you know, got a great cast with Haley Steinfeld, Sophie Turner. Come on, Samuel Jackson. You can't go wrong with that. Thomas Mann, greatest cast. Uh, to lead this amazing movie um <laughs> you want to start us off Matthew? you can't do it you can't do it can you <laughs> do you want to start us uh, off? John, do you have anything you want to say about the really lethal uh sure okay so it's been a little bit since i've seen this last i think for the real genius movie club uh that we were all a part of who picked that again by the way do you remember matthew was it, it movie club uh I, I thought so. it was for the A24 match. Mm, oh, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, what I will say is I, I like the idea of it. Like Haley Steinfeld playing a spy that's like, that's kind of, that's going to be another like kind of trope that's repeated in a, in a couple of the movies on this list is that you have like a spy that's, um, that's um, you know, just so like ingratiated in this spy world, you know, being an assassin that, you know, you don't you don't have time to be, a just a regular teenager and so it's kind of like has like a fun coming of age element to it um and and like you said it has an it has a great cast too on paper on paper (laughs) um yeah i think the camp is a little much for me like there there are a lot of like 80s teen like comedy tropes in it i think are, are a little bit much just for my own like personal taste and um Otherwise, yeah, it's just kind of like uneventful, to be completely honest, with the exception of some silly stuff that happens towards the end with mm-hmm. uh, with uh, like the final confrontation. But yeah, that, yeah. I, I don't have too much to say about it, except that it's um, certainly the worst A24 movie that I've seen. Oh, no, that's not true. I think um, probably the Revenge of the one. Green Dragon is worse. But yeah. Um, Jack, you have you seen this one? 
I have not. Uh, fortunately, if by the sounds of it, but no, I haven't seen it. <laughs> uh, I don't want to go into spoilers then, but I think this movie is not good. But I think it's like you can have fun with it. I think like it's, it's so bad that like you can it's entertaining. And so like one of those, at least for me, and I, I, I always enjoy watching it. I think there's a lot of stupid moments, but it's just it's great. <laughs> yeah, I agree. There, there, there is a camp element. I, I, I will yeah. say like I think I have it rated like one star on Letterboxd at the moment. If I watched this with like a room of 10, 10 people and we were like all like maybe drinking or something and just like mm-hmm. hanging out. Yeah, this would be like way more fun. But yeah, yeah. not the kind of movie to watch like alone, you know, during quarantine, <laughs> you know, trying to wait out, you know, this horrible world that we're living in at the moment. So mm-hmm. I agree. Um, all right. Let's put it onto the tier list then. Um, I, I think it is really bad. So I, but I because I have fun with it, I would put it in C tier. Uh yeah, I wouldn't be willing to put it in F tier because I, I'm not willing to admit that there are moments that I didn't enjoy. Um, I, but I'm not going to be so forgiving. I'd probably say like D tier because, yeah. Okay. I'm, I, 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 I'm like, I'm fine with it in D tier. I know it's like, it's not a good movie, but like you can, yeah. you can have fun with it. So Did Jack get input into where it goes? He could just say S tier yeah. and then we can like... <laughs> <laughs> we got to put it in like yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not how we're describing the movie. What would you rank it? <laughs> hmm. I mean, I could go S tier with it, but uh, <laughs> but I'd, I'd like to save that for true masterpieces like Supergirl and Catwoman. All right, good. Yes, that is understandable. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to our next movie, Kill Bill, Volume One. Um, Jack, why don't you start off with this? Uh, This is my favorite uh, half of the Kill Bill uh, movies. Uh, Tarantino. This is probably the most Tarantino um, movie uh, that he's made uh, in the sense that you have literal fountains of gore, a badass uh, lead uh, with Uma Thurman uh, and... Well, not actually, no, not not nearly enough foot shots to be the most Tarantino movie uh, <laughs> that he's made. But uh, no, this is definitely up there with one of his best for sure. Uh, it's a great revenge uh, revenge movie, and the uh, scene between the bride and the crazy eighty eight is iconic for a reason. So, yeah, great movie, John. Yeah, I can I can jump into this one. So I actually like just finished a rewatch of this. I've been kind of watching it in installments because I've had a busy week. Um, so I finished it about fifteen minutes ago. And um, even though like you know I've seen it like pretty recently, I don't actually have that much to say about it because um, for me, Kill Bill has always just kind of been the fun one. Like I don't see any need to like intellectualize it at all. Like like you said, it's the most Tarantino movie that I've probably seen. And not if we're quantifying it by shots of feet um, that probably go into once upon a time in Hollywood. Um, but yeah. yeah, this one just has like, like what Jack said, it has all of the fun gore. Um, it has like a bunch of fun catnippy like references to old like Kung Fu movies and Japanese like Yakuza, like Nikatsu era, like exploitation flicks. Uh, and it's also just like funny too. Like there, like there are lots of images, uh, especially during the crazy uh, 88's fight um, that are that are just funny and awesome. Yeah, it's it's basically like just a shot of bubblegum to the dome, uh, just everything to sort of 
take in. It's fun. Um, let's see. Uma Thurman is great. I love Uma Thurman in this movie. I think that might be like one of my favorite Tarantino roles, maybe even more so than uh, her role in Pulp Fiction. And um, of course, Lucy Liu is great. She doesn't get nearly enough love um, for the movies that she's in. And in fact, um, she's probably going to get a little bit of hate for some of these movies that are coming up. But um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's great. <laughs> I don't know what else to yeah. say. It's fun. Uh, oh yeah, yeah I, I, Liu, sorry. The Gordon Liu cameo. He's he's the bald guy that like where they fight on the on the railing, um, that gets his legs chopped off and he falls in. He's one of my favorite like classic, uh, Shaw Brothers kung fu action movie heroes. Like um like the Thirty Sixth Chamber of Shaolin. Like that's one of my favorite martial arts movies of all time. And he's really excellent in that. So it's awesome to see him in a movie, um you know that's a little bit more modern because I don't think he's been in a whole lot since. So. Yep. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, no, I really like Kill Bill. I think just uh, within Tarantino's filmography, it's definitely up there for me. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I, fantastic uh, fight sequences, just great choreography. And then uh, just you guys uh, never mentioned uh, Vivica A. Fox, but I think she's really great in the, in this movie as well. Like, I think uh, that whole scene with the cereal box, right? And then yeah, yeah. all that. It's been a while since I've watched this one, but like I feel like I find this one to be a way more memorable than uh, Volume Two. Uh, I'm just gonna bring up Matt's comment in the live chat saying, "Volume Two S tier, please." <laughs> hey, Carnahan. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just there's so many memorable moments in this movie, and just the revenge uh, plot line just works really well. And Uma Thurman's great, so yeah. Apparently there's like an alternative. I didn't know this until um, the other day when I was like looking, looking, looking to watch it. Apparently there's like the cut that was released in Japan is different. I, I had no idea about that. Do either of you know anything about like an alternative cut? The only no. different version I know is the whole bloody affair, which is right. just both movies as one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Think, okay. Maybe it, I'm though. misinformed, but I'll do some digging later. It's totally possible, but. <laughs> But there's another cut. I just haven't heard of it. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. Where do you guys want to rank this one? Uh, this one, as far as uh, female-led action movies go, like this is definitely one of the best for me. So I'd say either S-tier or A-tier. John? Um. Yeah, I'm sort of juggling between because I, I like this movie a lot. It's not like one of my favorite Tarantino films. Um, mm -hmm. So I'd probably go with A tier just because without part two, it, it sort of feels incomplete. I really hate like judging movies like that because yeah. like you okay. can say the same thing about a movie like, uh, for instance, Dune that just came out or like yeah. Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. And like nobody would say those movies are bad just because like they're the first installments of like a bigger series. But um yeah, I'd probably I'd probably settle for A tier. I think that's a that's good way for me to put it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think normally I would put it in an A tier, but like what Jack said, in comparison to other female-led action movies, this is like you know the best one, or at least was one of the best. You know, it's like up there for me. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 good with S or A. So if uh, John wants to put in A, we can put it there. Jack, what you, how do you feel? Good good with whatever. Either works for me. Yeah. We'll put this in A tier then. Awesome. Um, and then Albert is in the live chat saying, uh, 
who Jack is here. I maybe he said wow or I, I don't know. Woo, Jack, yeah. Yeah. Woo? I don't know. But yeah, I'm yeah. here. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's move on to the next movie. Or we could just move on to Kill Bill Volume 2 if we want to skip ahead to Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, that's fine with me. I, I don't have much to say about that one either, because that one, like you, it's a little bit fuzzy in my head. But yeah, so. uh, I haven't watched this one since I want to say 2019, so it has been quite a while, and I feel like it's just not as memorable to me. Like I like for Kill Bill Volume One, I was I can mention so many different scenes and like different characters, and I just find Volume Two to be more forgettable. So. Uh, yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say about it, but um, John or Jack, if you want to say something, uh, go. Oh yeah, sorry. No, I was just gonna say yeah. No, Volume Two is definitely the weaker half of the story for me. Uh, but there's still plenty of great action scenes. You get an awesome performance from uh, um, what's his name, Michael Madsen. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he was pretty great in it. Uh, and yeah, so honestly. It's still still really great movie, so I've got uh, nothing better to say about it. Yeah, I'm going to play the part of the well-prepared uh, panel show guest and say that this is also like very fuzzy in my memory, and I can't really say anything uh, great about it. I, I do think that in my own personal like experience watching it, a lot of uh, things that happen in Kill Bill Volume 1 uh, just sort of to me are more iconic, a lot of the images, you know. Um, the way that it's discussed in popular culture. Um, I'm, I, I don't know if that says anything about the actual quality of the film or how it ranks next to Kill Bill Volume 1. So uh, I'll, I'll refrain from giving it a tier ranking, but I, I'm just, I do remember enjoying it when I saw it when I was in like ninth grade. <laughs> so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. Okay, for sure. Uh, yeah, like I still like the movie, so I would put it in b tier because like i don't think it's a bad movie at all i just don't find it as memorable so i would still i would just put in b that that that's totally fair i definitely put it one uh slot lower than uh volume one whether that was it was in mm -hmm. s or a but i do think it's the weaker half so i'm good with putting it in b okay great let's move on to birds of prey then um all right so Let's start with John. Do you have you seen this one, John? I have no? seen it. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> well researched guest. Yes. Good start. <laughs> yeah, no. It's all good. I there's a few I I haven't seen, but I have seen this one. Mm -hmm. Uh yeah, no. Uh saw this uh in the theaters on Valentine's Day with uh my then girlfriend. That's the last time I saw it. But I had a lot of fun with this movie. I think Margot Robbie once again knocks it out of the park. As Harley mm -hmm. Quinn, she's definitely the right person uh, for the character. Uh, I thought that uh, Ewan McGregor was a lot of a lot of fun as uh, Black Mask, I believe. Uh, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, no, uh, a really fun movie. Definitely, uh, definitely got a few flaws. So, not like a high ranking uh, movie for me, but still a lot of fun and better than a lot of other movies on this uh, tier list uh yeah no i have uh i've seen this movie twice now and uh i i liked it even more the second time i just think it's a really fun movie uh i think just there's like this visual style as well that like uh the 
uh, what's his name? Matthew uh, Libatique, who's the uh, cinematographer. Like he adds a lot of visual flair to the movie and Kathy Ann does a great job of directing it. There's a lot of great like one shot scenes and the, the great stunt work as well. Really great action um, mm -hmm. to make it stand out from other DCEU movies. So uh, yeah, I really like that. And uh, I think Margot Robbie is, she's, she's so good at Harley Quinn and uh, really makes it her own character. And you already talked about how much fun Ewan McGregor is as Black Mask. I think the with villains, like kind of weak, but like, if you just look at him as like this goofy cartoonish villain, I guess, you know, oh, yeah. it's a fun time. So uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is also really funny. That's <laughs> She's, true. A, yeah. She's great in this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Matt Carnahan in the chat saying good direction, but uh, poor writing. So, uh, mm -hmm. which is true. Like the writing is definitely one of the weakest aspects of the movie. Uh, and he also said the birds didn't interact together enough. Yeah, it's called Birds of Prey, but it's not really a Birds of Prey movie. It's, it's more, it's a Harley Quinn movie. Yeah. And also, here's the Birds of Prey. Exactly. But I hope to see them in uh, future installments. I think uh, I really like their characters, so it'd be cool to see them back again. And uh, yeah. Absolutely. I put this one in B tier below volume two. I put that in B tier as well, below volume two. Cool. If I could interject really quickly, um, I haven't seen this film, but I, I, I have seen another film by Kathy Yan, um, Dead Pigs, which was that went which went unreleased for a really long time. Um, I won't pontificate it here. It's it's kind of like a it's kind of like a sort of a kitchen sink drama thing that happens in China, but that's really great if any of you have a chance to see it. And it's really different from a lot of the other like DCEU films that I've seen. I can't speak to how similar it is in tone or style or look to uh, to Birds of Prey. But yeah, that, that movie's really great. So mm -hmm. I'll add it to the watch list. Oh, uh, after watching Birds of Prey, I was like, very interested to see Kathy Ann's filmography. So I put it in my watch list, but haven't gotten into it. Yeah, it's not huge, but um, yeah, that thing is really good. I hope we get to see a lot more from her going forward. All right, let's put this in B2. And we can move on to the live action move on. Uh, let's start with John here, because I think uh, I haven't seen this one yet. So oh, really? You haven't seen yeah. this? Okay. No. Um, I think this movie is worthless. I think it's terrible. Um, let me let me start by saying that um, I'm going to just straight up admit that a lot of the things. Um, you know, that sort of surrounded this film's release and a lot of the controversies that that um, it attracted from its star, from like, you know, its location shooting in Xinjiang um, to just everything. It, it just gave me a really bad taste in my mouth when I eventually did see it. Oh, oh, and also the fact that we had to pay 30 bucks for it on Disney Plus if you wanted to see it um, legally. So, yeah, that, that all left a pretty bad taste in my mouth but then like the actual movie itself is also just like really it's just bland and you know typical like sort of disney live action fare that i just don't it I don't know, it's just like so superficial like the original mulan which we're going to talk about uh I, I think it's on this list yeah yeah full of life you know um and a lot of that has to do with the animation and the and the singing uh, oh yeah the music like the, the fact that like they don't like they don't keep the musical elements of the animated film. I also don't really like that. I get that it's a different thing entirely, but yeah, like the, the original movie just had so much life to it. And 
remaking it at this point. I mean, it's par for the course for like a Disney movie, I guess, uh, at this point, you know, and sort of their production, whatever. But it, it just it, it felt so unnecessary. And and it's even worse because it was just it was just so boring, you know, right? Like it just was it was a nothing movie to me. Um, it just wasn't interesting. I thought it was like fairly poorly put together, too. Which is rather unfortunate. Um, like the, I'm thinking of the opening scene where Mulan is like running across the rooftop in their little like circular enclosure thing. Like it's just really messy. Like I don't know. There's so many great Wuja films out there, and some of them are on this tier list. But it just I'm, I'm I'm rambling at this point. But yeah, it was just sad. One thing that I did sort of like about it is that it has a lot of actors that I that I do like a lot. Um, Donnie Yen is in it. He, I think you know he doesn't do anything but it's cool to see him in a movie um jet lee too uh he's he hasn't been in much because he's been like he, he's, he's been struggling like with health problems for a long time um and he doesn't do like any of the fun martial arts stuff that i like him in but you know i'm glad to see that he's there and chang pei pei as well who uh, i'm going to talk about a lot about later but um she also doesn't do much it's just a bit real but it's nice to see that they're like in movies you know getting a paycheck i guess you know mm -hmm. nice. Zima is also in it, right? Yeah, Zima is in it too, and he's great in most things. Yeah, I'm glad they're getting well paid, or at least I hope they're getting well paid. So, yeah. Um, Matt in the comments uh, saying he thought Nikki Caro's direction was really impressive, and if you can get over the creative choices to remove the music. Yeah, I won't. I won't disagree with that. Um, I was I was thinking like mostly of of like the opening scene. I thought that was like really shoddily put together. Um, uh, it's I, again, I did see it a while ago, so I'm, I'm, maybe I'm overlooking some key scenes. Um, but yeah, sorry, Matthew. I know you do like this one a lot. Not the other Matthew, the one that's in the yeah. chat right yeah, now. So don't take it personally. <laughs> um, Jack, have you seen this? Um, I've seen about two-thirds of it and then i had to go to work but uh the stuff i did see I, I thought was fine uh more so in the uh in like the camp of uh the lion king like the remake of the lion king where i'm like if you put it on uh i'm not gonna be like oh no i'm not watching this and leave like i'll, I'll sit down and watch it but i'm not gonna like actively seek it out uh mm -hmm. it's just there it exists uh it's not bad it's not good it just it's it just exists or from what i saw and i was not a fan that they got rid of mushu and the music but that's okay uh well what do you expect from disney these days anyways i'm kidding uh, still. <laughs> uh right then where do you guys want to put it on the tier list i'm very comfortable putting it in f tier sorry i was i was thinking c tier but uh honestly i've got no issues putting it in d so that's fine okay we'll put it uh bottom d then if yeah, uh yeah okay uh let's move on to the next movie then rogue one awesome um let's start with jack this is well, not maybe maybe not the best Star Wars movie. This is my favorite Star Wars movie, and uh, a lot of that has to do with uh, 
it being a lot more grounded and more of like a action uh, thriller than almost like an action thriller more more than like a sci-fi space epic. Well, it still is that. It's got it, it it's not overly uh, concerned with the Jedi, the Force. It's uh, it tells a very grounded story about uh, the people that stole the Death Star plans in order to save countless lives in the galaxy. And it's and I think it's very well made. It's got Jin Erso, who's one of my he's who's probably my favorite of the Disney era Star Wars characters, or w- one of my favorites, or favorite lead, anyways. But one of my favorite characters from the Disney era of Star Wars. Um, yeah, and it honestly, like, I saw this in the theater with my friends, and the end of the movie honestly had me in a few tears. So it's a very, very uh, effect, affecting movie for me uh, emotionally, and it it's a great action uh, movie as well, and Generous is a great lead. So I got no issues with this movie. Yeah. Um, John, you have not seen. No, I've seen. I've seen yeah. Rogue One. Well, you saw um, this one. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm. I'm a little. I have a little bit of a dissenting opinion on this one. I don't really like it that much. Um, I don't think it's like terrible. Terrible. Um, I want to be a little bit more positive going forward because like, I actually kind of feel bad about like what I said about Mulan. But what I will. What I will say is that I do think that like it's. It's a pretty fun war movie i guess like the like the actual battle sequences and and stuff like that they're it's like star wars right like you can't really go wrong with that like even in like the star wars movies that i don't care for or like people don't care for i don't think anybody's gonna say like oh that lightsaber battle sucked or oh like that like giant war scene sucked especially like the scarif the, the like the final climactic battle on scarif I, I thought that was pretty cool um and and sort of jumping off of that, I think that this this movie, at least of the Disney uh, era of 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 Star Wars, has one of has some of the most like thoughtful uh, sort of like set design and everything. Like it, it feels like Star Wars. I, I hope that Jack that you would agree with that because like it, it feels very much like in tune with the Star Wars world. This this sort of um, I don't want to call it a mythology because it's not, but. Yeah. It feels very Star Wars to me. Just I know what you mean. It feels in line with like George Lucas's original trilogy of Star Wars movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I like the fact that it's like a little bit darker, like tonally. Um, it goes to places that I think uh, most other Star Wars movies haven't. Uh, you know, the original like Star Wars, like A New Hope. It's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. It has like it has fun moments. Um, the newer like Disney era ones also have like humor sprinkled in, sort of like Marvel style banter. Yeah. Um, and this one is just kind of like a straightforward, like gritty, gritty men on a mission movie, which is which is cool. I'm I'm always down for men on a mission movie. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. w- the thing that sort of bothers me a little bit about not not bother the thing that like maybe doesn't impress me as much as some other people is that I. For a lot of it, I do think it looks like kind of ugly, uh, to be honest. Like just the way that it's like shot and looks, I just it, it looks kind of drab to me. Um, and I'm like a very visual person, I guess, when it comes to film. That's just sort of how my taste aligns. 
Um, and it's also like, I don't know, just sort of like the internal logic of the film, just like for existing. It, it Like the whole point of it, I hope I'm not spoiling it for anybody, it is to sort of like spiritually rectify like a plot hole in the original movie. And it's like, I just don't really care that much about, about that. <laughs> so um, like, yeah. I, I like everybody in it, all of the actors too. Um, uh, this is another case of like people showing up, not really doing anything, like a ton of stuff, but like, I'm just glad that they're there getting a Disney paycheck. Um, Donnie Yen is who, again, is who I have in mind. Although Chirrut Imwe is is like a better character here than maybe he is like Donnie Yen had in Mulan. Um, <laughs> How could I forget about <laughs> Chirrut? Thank you. Yeah, the yeah. One with the force, the force. I'm the one with the force. The force is me. Yeah, and um, Alan Tudyk's K9. It's a is a K9. K2SO. K2 oh, K2SO. Okay, my bad. Sorry. Um, oh, I like Alan Tudyk and stuff. Like he's cool. Uh, but yeah, a, a lot of a lot of things that happen in the movie besides that final battle, and then of course, um, like the lightsaber igniting in the dark. Um, it's just sort of like I don't know. It just doesn't really stick out to me. It's just like very. Disney-fied. Do you know what that mean? You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah. 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 And, and and that has a lot to do with it. It's also just kind of drab, uh, in general. So, yeah. I mean, it's. I don't really hate it. I don't love it. Yeah. It, it, it exists. I'd watch it gladly over Rise of Skywalker or Solo. <laughs> so. <laughs> I guess yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I mean, this is. Uh, I think this is my favorite out, out of the Disney. Uh, Star Wars movies. Uh, I don't know about you, Jack. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. But I, I really liked following all these characters. Like they introduced us to a group of new characters, and we managed to. I think the movie does a pretty good job of developing them, especially with Jyn Erso. You know, she's the main character, so I think the movie does a great job of that. Um, and then there's just some. Uh, there's great action. I think Jyn Erso just as a female lead, you know, she's she's really she's great. I think Felicity Jones does a good job. Uh, but then uh, all the action is also fantastic. I really like the third act and uh, oh, the battle on Scarif is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, on Scarif. I'm so bad at planet names, but <laughs> you got it. Same. <laughs> um, and I also just I, I really like the score as well. I think um, that was Giacchino that did it, right? Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, he 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 did. He had a great score for this movie really captures um, other Star Wars scores really well, like John, John Williams, but, you know, mm -hmm. does his own thing. And, uh, yeah. Uh, so it's nice that they were able to, you know, create this story just based on one line in, you know, original movie and uh, mm -hmm. create an entertaining movie. And, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Um. I have this in A tier uh, above Kill Bill. I would also put it in A tier above Kill Bill. Uh, very personally, I, I I'd put it as a low S tier just because it's what um, in my uh, for uh, this uh, category just because it's in my top hundred. But I'm totally fine with putting it in the A tier. Um. um John, yeah, I don't want to ruin anybody's fun, so um, yeah. I don't have any like particularly strong feelings about where it lands. Um, personally, if I were just ranking all of the movies that I've seen on this list on my own, I'd probably put it in C tier, maybe low B tier. 
Um, but I'm I'm fine. People putting it in A tier, like A tier yeah. below uh, Kill Bill. We can put it below Kill Bill to compromise. I think that works. Yeah, sure. totally. Yeah. All right. It's fine. Uh, so here we have Mocking J Part One, right? But I think let's just start with the first Hunger Games. Or is that part two? I think that one's part two. That's part two. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The font's really small. I can't remember all the posters, but uh, <laughs> we'll start with the first Hunger Games then. Let's just go in order of the Hunger Games movies since uh, yeah, that's, that's easier fair. to talk about. Totally. All right. Works for um, me. Yeah. All right. Well, so the first Hunger Games, I don't believe I've seen this since theaters, actually. Really? But, uh, I read the books, and so... I, I was a big fan of these movies. Like they meant a lot to me as a as a kid when I first watched it in theaters. And uh, I think Candice Everdeen is just you know she's a great female lead. I think Jennifer Lawrence does a great job. And also I really love the supporting cast as well. I think um, just the adaptation I think did a great job of just putting it on screen and. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I might have more to say later, but I'll, I'll let Jack, uh, you can go ahead. For sure. Yeah, no, this is, it's between this and the Maze Runner for my favorite, like, fandom YA movie, but I'd probably go with this. Uh, a lot of that is because Jennifer Lawrence is, like, a great Katniss Everdeen. Like, she she is uh, really, really great in the role. Uh, but... The supporting cast is also awesome. Like you've got a fantastic uh, villainous performance from Donald Sutherland. Uh, less so in this movie, but it comes up late in later uh, installments. But I uh, I think he's great in his small role. I love Stanley Tucci as Caesar Flickerman. I think he's just a, a whole lot of fun in the in these movies. Uh, Peta, uh, Josh Hutcherson as Peta is always uh, always pretty great. Oh, and I, I I can't forget Woody Harrelson, who's great in everything he's in as uh, Hamish Abernathy, who's probably my favorite character in the franchise. So I've, I really like this movie uh, like a lot. I saw it with my parents uh, when it was when it first came out on Blu-ray, and yeah, that was one of the uh, that's a that that's a movie watching experience. I'll definitely uh, definitely uh, remember for quite a while. Mm -hmm. so, I also uh, really like Lenny Kravitz at Cinna. I think uh, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> he's great. I, uh, John, do you have anything to say about these? Uh, sure. I can't comment too much because it's been a while since I've seen this, and this is also the only Hunger Games movie that I've seen. So if we're gonna okay. keep, if we're gonna uh, keep talking about the other movies. This is the end of the line for me for a while. But um, okay. yeah, I I mean, I read The Hunger Games, I guess, like shortly before this came out, sort of an, in anticipation. And I, I liked it enough. You know, I, I can't really comment on how much I liked the books because it was so long ago. But um, <laughs> I, I would basically agree with what you guys have said. I think um, Kat, like Jennifer Lawrence's Katniss Everdeen is 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 really great casting and she's really good in it um just from the clips that i you know watched just to remind myself yeah i need to get better about like talking about the actual female action stars in this i think i haven't done that for like the last two or three movies but um and the supporting cast as well especially woody harrelson um for whatever reason whenever i think about woody harrelson's like performances um 
that Hamich, right? That's his name. Yeah. Uh, that one always comes like to mind as, as one of the first and mm-hmm. probably for a good reason because he, he is very great in it. Uh, Stanley Tucci too. He's fun. <laughs> Stanley Tucci <laughs> is good at everything. I, I saw him yeah. in the movie Big Night and he plays like this very like over the top Italian man, uh, which is awesome. Yeah. I love it when he, when he goes, you know, big, um, yeah. like it's here. At, like the concept of the hunger games and, and Panem and everything I think is like, I don't know. Since this basically kicked off a huge trend of like dystopian YA with like, you know, edgy sort of like competition things going on. Um, Maybe it looks a little bit dated, you know, looking at it from 2021 or 2022, excuse me. <laughs> we, uh, but yeah, I, mean, I liked it enough, I guess. I, I definitely need to rewatch it and also watch the sequels because I've heard um, Catching Fire is better. At least that's what I've been told. Yeah, yeah. That's my favorite one. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. Um, oh, but uh, just just before I got to I got to acknowledge uh i believe her name's uh elizabeth banks i i i might be getting the actress wrong yeah that's right mm-hmm. as effie trinket yeah i get her and another person mixed up all the time so uh, yeah but uh i thought she's also a lot of fun to watch in this uh but jennifer lawrence is just great so yeah no complaints yeah. Mm-hmm. for sure um where do you guys want to rank this one i'd put it personally either low b tier or or no sorry sorry high high b tier or like low a tier personally but i'm fine with either or c if that's where you guys want to put it i would just put it in b tier but like yeah i'm not sure high or low i'm not really sure but i just put it somewhere in b yeah that was gonna be my instinct as well probably b tier c tier yes (laughs) That's fair. All right. Let's put this. Uh, let's just put this here then. Let's put it right in the middle. That works. Sure. Um, all right. Matt uh, brought up a comment earlier for Rogue One uh, that he said he thinks uh, it's a higher tier is what he meant, I think, uh, than what he would put in a uh, female yeah. an action movie ranking. That's fair. I'm I'm not sure I interpreted that comment correctly, but that's all right. That's I don't I, I don't it's, understand what he's saying. I think he he I think it means that he would put it higher than Oh, like he put it in S tier? Yeah, I would think okay. that's what it means. No, if, uh, okay. I read that correctly. Got it. Okay, I think I got what he's saying. All right. Okay. Um well then let's move on to catching fire. Yeah, my um, lips are sealed for the next four movies. Have fun. Or three. Or is it three. four? Three. It's okay. three. Three. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, this one, I mean, these the Hunger Games movies, I just haven't seen all of these since theaters. But uh, I remember just liking this one a lot more. And I really like Sam Claflin. And uh, what's her name? Uh, Joanna. Like, Joanna. Yeah, Joanna. Uh, Gina Malone. Gina Malone. I think uh, I really like their casting as the new, like, big, you know, Finnick and Joanna, uh, big characters who show up. And uh, I think there's a lot more suspense in the, like, the actual Hunger Games, like, with these uh, 
uh, Victor is all coming back. And, you know, I think what Mags and. Uh, yeah, Mags. Uh, Iris, and... um, BD, like all those characters. I yeah. feel like they uh, do a lot of. They, they do a great job of uh, showing us their character. Um, yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think P- uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is always fantastic. So, gotta mm-hmm. gotta throw him out there. But uh, no, he uh, he's great. But once again, Jennifer Lawrence giving a great performance in this. So, uh, mm-hmm. but my my biggest uh, thing with this movie that uh, probably why I like the first Hunger Games more is because in this movie, well, in the first movie, I when it's the actual Hunger Games, I feel more. Uh, like actually like like it's got my attention a lot more in the first one when they're in the hunger games versus when they're in the outside world but when they're in the outside world that's got my attention a lot more than when they're just back in the arena uh mm-hmm. fighting the mm-hmm. other victors but once again like it's still a great action movie a great female-led action movie so uh i've got no major issues with it yeah no um yeah i really like this one and uh, just the setting of the new Hunger Games like is makes it an exciting environment and like all the mm-hmm. twists and stuff. So uh, this one I would put in A. This one I would put in A, but I don't want to. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I I mean personally, I'd put it below uh, the first Hunger Games, but I'm fine with putting it in like uh, the highest B tier spot or lowest a, or like in A tier if you're if that's where you want. Um, I think we can put it in uh, not wrong movie. I think uh, I'm okay with putting it in B, it, but we'll put it there then. For sure. That looks so wrong to have a <laughs> Hunger Games movie ranked higher than Kill Bill. <laughs> yeah. The optics, of, the optics of it just looks weird. Well, there's a, there's a Kill Bill movie that's still our still, highest rank. So. That's fair. Fair. Okay. <laughs> um. Uh, all right, let's move on to Mockingjay Part One then. Um, the Mockingjay movies I don't remember as well as I do with Catching Fire and Hunger Games, so uh, it's gonna be harder for me. I'm not. I don't really have a whole lot to say. Uh, I'm. I'll let you talk, Jack, a little bit more. Yeah, uh, this one I think is probably the weakest in the franchise, but that's. Not to say it's not good, because I, I still rather enjoyed this one. Uh, it has, and it does have my favorite, like, just moment in the entire, uh, like, YA dystopia, or just YA now, uh, category with uh, the people uh, of District 5. It, like, cuts from Katniss singing the Hanging Tree song to the people marching to the dam in District 5, chanting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, saw that in the theater on like a day pass from the hospital with my mom and it it like goosebumps every time I watch it so I, I love that scene but no this one's probably the weakest of the franchise for me uh, it uh, I find it a little slower uh, but I mean that's what it has to be it's the first half of the last book so and the first half of the last book is quite slow so mm-hmm. I think they did a good enough job adapting it uh, but still lower, uh, probably C tier for me. Yeah, I think I agree with it being in C tier. It's definitely just kind of weak, but not bad at all. So, yeah. Um, all right. 
And plus, Mahershala Ali is in this movie, so that's, that's always true. a win. I yeah. literally had no idea. So <laughs> he's got like four lines in this movie, maybe. Oh. It's also an introduction of Natalie Dormer, right? Sorry. True. This, this might be like, isn't like um God, what's his name? Shoot, there's like a YouTuber in this one too, right? That was like an extra. Oh, uh, yeah. Moist critical. Moist critical, yeah. There you go. Yeah, he's he's in one of these, right? Or both. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. He it's just like shows up as an extra, kind of, or like he doesn't. Oh, yeah. Uh, I I still don't know who you're talking about, but I remembered that uh, Foggy from Daredevils in this uh, Eldon Henson, I believe his name is. Okay. Oh. He, oh, I see. he plays an Avox in this, and oh. uh, the TV I'm show. At, yeah. And I like and I like him in Daredevil, so that's that's, cool. a, that's a win for me. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. as just as a question for somebody looking on the outside, like I've read the book. Um, Honestly, I'm not really sure how they drag this like out to two movies, but um, I'm I'm generally a bigger fan of the stuff that takes place inside of you know that the, the death competition that they have the actual Hunger Games or the what's it called the quarterly quarrel the quarterly quell oh, the, the quarter quell yeah quarter quell yeah I, I generally enjoyed more of that in the books than I did like the the political you know, revolution stuff, you know, the, the mature stuff that, you know, is supposed yeah. to be like, you know, thoughtful. Yeah, no. This yeah, will yeah. probably be your least favorite of the franchise then if that's yeah. what you like. Yeah. Yeah. I have like this a time frame be- of like the killing and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Yeah. This well, is the only it. one with no Hunger Games. Yeah. No. How long is it like together? Like It's like two hours something, right? Yeah, Generally, these are all over two hours, I think. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that's about two hours. I can check later right. for you. All right. Sorry, I'll shut up now. <laughs> with uh, oh, Catching Fire, I think it's just like, it, um, you know, the with the uh, hung, actual Hunger Games, I think you'll enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think you'll like Catching Fire a lot. Mm-hmm. It's going on the watch list. Awesome. That's great. And finally, right. Mockingjay Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this is the... I, I think... Yeah, just these two movies. They're they don't they're not that interesting as much as the uh, first two, um, but yeah, I guess I don't have a whole lot to say. <laughs> yeah, uh, this one. The only thing really worth mentioning that we haven't brought up already. Uh, I mean, this is where I think Josh Hutcherson is at his best in the franchise as Peta. I think this is his oh. best, like movie to show what he can do as an actor but still uh jennifer lawrence is always phenomenal in these so you got that and also once again donald sutherland can't go wrong so yeah but but uh, josh hutcherson steals most scenes he's in in this one so that's um where do you want to make this uh i'm fine with c tier above uh above the first mockingjay if, if yeah, you're cool with that. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Awesome. Uh, let's move on to Aliens then. Uh, John, you haven't been able to talk a lot. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm going to do less talking because I haven't seen this. This is one of my big like movie fan sins, not having seen this. And oh, damn. There's another one on here that I haven't seen that's probably worse. But, uh, yep, sorry. I will pop out okay. again. That's okay. That's okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I, 
uh, I mean, Alien, the first Alien, you know, it's a great sci-fi horror. And so, you know, coming back with a second movie, which where they basically turn into action, uh, I think works really well. I think uh, Sigourney Weaver is one of the best female leads in an action movie. I don't know if you would oh, absolutely agree with that, but yeah, she's just great as Ellen Ripley in both movies. And uh, I personally like this one more than the first. I think uh, it takes like what I love about the first one and I kind of uh, pumps it up and I really like it a lot. There's a, there's so much, there's so many cool like and exciting scenes with uh, the uh, xenomorphs. And I think, uh, oh wait, also, I forgot to mention that this is uh, our first uh, number in the orange cat, cat counter. This is our first one. We, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Third, I think. Uh, from uh, This is the first one we're talking. Oh, yeah, we forgot to bring it up. So, yeah, the fourth one with uh, the three Hunger Games movies that uh, Buttercup appears in. And so... Uh, we got aliens now, with uh, Jonesy, one of uh, the most iconic orange cats. Oh, absolutely! Uh, but yeah, I think uh, Ripley and Newt, uh, great, great, great stuff. Uh, awesome. Jack, do you have anything you want to say about aliens? Other than uh, lock your door because you said aliens is better than alien, and Kirk is coming to kill you. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, I, I I love this movie. I personally prefer Alien over Aliens, but like you can't go wrong between them. Uh, I I do uh, I do enjoy this one quite a lot. I think Bill Paxton's great, and Sigourney Weaver, Oscar nominated for this movie, by the way, uh, oh. is great. Like she she is the uh, the female uh, action hero, uh, or has been for. I don't know how long now, 1986, I think this was. So it, like, this yeah. is, she's like the go-to person for badass female action hero. So, uh, and I think this movie is like phenomenal. So uh, yeah, I got no issues with it. Uh, where do you think? You're uh, this is uh, one of, I think this one's my first S tier for me. That's fair. I, I have no issue putting this in S tier. Okay, great. I mean, John, I, you, I, I'm sure you've heard so many great things about it. I'm sure you're okay with us putting in S. Yeah, I would be. I'd, I'd be comfortable with that. Fair I enough. love Alien too. So, yeah, not like as in the movie Alien as well. Not Alien yeah. Two, which I guess this is Alien Two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Um. So the next movie we're going to talk about is Aeon Flux. I think I'm the only person who has seen it. Yeah, I have not seen it. I haven't <laughs> seen it either, but and I wasn't even aware of its existence. But um, just looking at stills, reading like the plot synopsis, and um, looking at the letterbox score of 2.2, this looks like uh, some sci-fi bullshit that I would yeah. be into from the 2000s. Mm -hmm. So I am excited. That's going on the watch list right now. I have nothing to really say about this movie i watched this in 2019 and now i have no reason to want to rewatch this <laughs> uh i was just like you know i should watch more charlize theron she's you know she's good uh 
you, Charlize Theron's always great, in, uh, and we'll oh, talk yeah. about more in another female-led action movie. But uh, in this one, I just think it's the movie's just so bland, and you know, like the action's fine. It's it's watchable, yeah. but like I'm I don't remember anything about it. So if you want to check it out, you can, but it's not good. So um, yeah, one I heard about when it came out, and then immediately forgot it existed. <laughs> Hey, and like I think there's some interesting world design, but like the the story is not not interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't go as far as to say it's an F tier movie. Like it's it's not like it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And I feel like I'm I don't know. There there might be stuff here that uh, I would actually put on F. I don't I don't think I wouldn't go that low. I don't know how whether I should put it below Mulan because I haven't seen it so. Not sure how we <laughs> go for it. I mean, so just looking at it, I mean, just looking at like the poster art, this looks like something that's like fresh to be reclaimed by like those, you know, like weird vulgar vulgar tourist people on Letterboxd that you know like love Michael Bay and like <laughs> movies and Resident Evil. So mm-hmm. uh, also, it's directed by Karen Kusama, right? I'm reading that right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the Jennifer Body. I haven't seen that, but I've Jennifer seen Body is great. It's, it's yeah, I've seen her debut fun. film, uh, Girl Fight, with with huh. uh, Michelle Rodriguez, and that's a fun little indie film with um, some pretty solid like martial arts boxing stuff in that. So a shout out our women directors too, right? Nice. Yeah, yeah. We have a uh, you know, there's Kathy Ann, Nikki Caro. Some uh, we got a good collection of. Uh, these movies that are directed by women so mm-hmm. yeah. um you know what just let's put in an f <laughs> I, I i i think let's yeah i'm just gonna put in an f that's but, fair uh, i don't i don't i don't have uh, issues with that all right let's move on to black widow then all right I haven't seen it, so <laughs> close to Ken. I promise I've seen some of these. I swear. Uh, Jack, okay. you want to start? Uh, sure. Uh, yeah, no, this movie's pretty good. Uh, it's not my favorite MCU movie that came out last year. It's not my second favorite either because that's Shang Chi, but uh, which is great. But no, uh, this movie's still real, real solid. Uh, it's. I uh, got a great performance from Scarlett Johansson uh, as Black Widow, but even as good as she is in it, Florence Pugh as Yelena uh, just steals absolutely every second uh, from from Scarlett Johansson that they share together. Like it's like 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 she's just the best part of this movie by far. It's not close uh, for me yeah. anyways. Uh, no, I agree. I thought uh, Ray Winstone, I believe his name is, as mm-hmm. Dracov, mm-hmm. is a little weaker as a villain that we've seen in a MCU movie. Uh, I thought Rachel Weiss was fine. She wasn't great. She wasn't bad. Uh, she just, she was fine. And I thought Very that... David Harbour was really, really fun in this, really entertaining. Uh, so yeah, I and oh, and this has like a, a female cover, a, a, a cover of "Smells Like Teen Spirit" by this one female artist, and I actually rather enjoyed that in the movie. So uh, yeah, it works for me. Uh, great, it, it's a, it's a good, it's a, it's a good MCU movie and a good female action movie. Um, yeah, I, I think 
what what you said about the cast, I pretty much agree with all the way. Uh, I think uh, I have issues with it though. I think well, so the family dynamic is really great. It's I think it adds a lot of humor to the entire movie. I think when uh, Florence Pugh was talking about the fallopian tubes, it's one of the best jokes. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then when they're at the dinner table, I think there's like that family dynamic just works super well. Uh, but this is definitely uh, a weaker Black Widow than like other movies. Like Scarlett Johansson has been a lot better than uh, yeah, you know this film. That's, but that's, uh, that's totally fair. Yeah. I really like her in The Winter Soldier. She's great. So, she's but just great like as a female-led character, like Black Widow, she's you know just she's iconic. She's with within the MCU. You know, it, it adds a lot to her character. So it's cool to learn more about her in her solo movie. I really like seeing her personal side, but uh, I think the action is very bad. Like I think the choreography isn't terrible, but it cuts so much and there's so much shaky cam that like you can't see it, right? I think yeah, that's totally fair. Specifically for Yelena, her action is much better because she they don't cut as much when Florence Pugh is doing it, but mm -hmm. uh, they do cut a lot. Um, Taskmaster, I think there's. Interesting take. It's I mean, an interesting take on Taskmaster, but it was kind of a missed opportunity. Yeah, so. yeah. So maybe they'll bring him back later. Uh, not a huge problem for me, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, but his his character or her. I don't want to spoil anything in case. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you don't care, John, right? No, you you go ahead. Okay. Go I, I was gonna say her character. So it's uh, revealed that it's uh, the daughter of Dracov, but. Uh, yeah, I, I think very, very underutilized. Uh, there could have been way better action with that character, and I don't think uh, the movie did that well. So, yeah, uh, that's totally fair. I I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen some of the choreography from it, and yeah, I'm I think this is like I said this before. I'm a little bit skeptical of like how Marvel puts together like certain action, like their action scenes and stuff. I think, I think we're getting better. We're getting better with Shang-Chi. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I, I would basically agree with what Matthew, what you were saying about the action. I'll watch it though for, for Florence Pugh, I guess. <laughs> I think she's cool. So, yeah. And yeah. just generally to get caught up with Marvel because I'm pretty behind. Um, mm -hmm. The most recent thing I've seen is Shang-Chi, but nothing else before that since like, oh no, I've seen No Way Home, but. Yeah, which is the best MCU movie of the year. Personally. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, having yeah, seen two, <laughs> I I think Black Widow is the worst one of the year, but I'd put Eternals below it personally. No, I, I that's fair. I, I get that though. Uh, but I do get it. So. I would put this at the bottom of C tier. Yeah, that's honestly where I was thinking to put it. Okay, cool. Um, from Black Widow, moving on to another MCU movie, Captain Marvel. All right. Uh, and this will bring our orange cat counter to five. <laughs> yes, it will. Um, so I can start with Captain Marvel. I remember when I watched it in theaters, I actually really liked it. But uh, watching it again, it definitely the much weaker. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think Brie Larson is great in the role. Like she gives a great performance. Her character is a little more bland, but I think her performance is great. And I really love her dynamic with Nick Fury. Like, um, but 
everything outside of the Earth stuff is just really bland. I think uh, it's very, it's not super memorable. I feel like everything outside of the Earth is just very unmemorable when I rewatched it. And uh, villains were pretty weak as well. I think Jude Law is just such a boring character. <laughs> and yeah, he's one of the more boring MCU villains, which is sad because Jude Law is Jude Law. <laughs> And incredible. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. I think it's cool to tell an origin story, at least uh, out of order, because like with her memories and stuff, it's uh not you know, it's very different from like the standard formula, which I which I enjoy at least. It's kind of stands out from others, but mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Nick Fury and Coulson, they're it's great to see Coulson back, and uh, I think the the aging they done really well for Nick Fury at least Coulson is a little mixed but uh, not yeah. not terrible at least like uh, yeah yeah Ben Mendelsohn is great though I really like his character I think he's he's funny you know, and, uh, for sure yeah no uh I think Ben Mendelsohn's also great but uh Brie Larson the first time I saw it wasn't a huge fan of her in this movie but after watching it again fairly recently uh I honestly liked her performance a lot more. Uh, I thought most of my issues with her performance the first time around were more issues I had with like the writing of yeah. uh, the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. But then again, uh, it's it's another MCU origin movie, uh, and for that, it, and out of those movies, it's probably my least favorite. But it. Uh, and it's probably bottom tier MCU, but it's still pretty solid. Like it's it's nothing to sneeze at, but yeah. there are definitely definitely issues with it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely watchable. So, oh yeah, mm-hmm. not bad enough to be in uh, the bottom tier, but not 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 great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What um, about you, John? I have seen this one. I'm back. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. To, to start with like talking about the the act, the female action star in it Brie Larson I would I would generally agree with you um, Jack that um, the first time that I saw it and the only time that I've seen it well, um, I didn't really care for for her performance there was just something like like an aloofness to the character that I found um, I don't know I don't think annoying is the right word but just like it just odd I yeah. I'm not really sure how to describe it just a little um, off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Odd. Yeah. 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 And now um, I rewatched a couple of clips um, just like on YouTube, just to refresh my memory. I think now I, I get that, like, that's kind of the point that, you know, she's like Captain yeah. Marvel, sort of an like, this, you know, extraterrestrial <laughs> that's part of like this new co- cosmic part of the MCU. Um, as you might know, like, as you probably can tell, Jack, I'm not that like well versed in the MCU or comic book book movies in general. Um, But uh, yeah, (laughs) so funny story. I saw this movie uh, in in theaters. Uh, It was at a time when I was like, I wanted to try and see everything new coming out. And I I went to like an 11 o'clock showing for this on like a Tuesday. I was in the theater with like one other person. I'm like, what am I doing here? What am I doing? So yeah, that's why I don't like try to, you know, see every new thing that comes out in the year anymore. It's that specific experience. Um, yeah, I think it's just it's just kind of like you said, bland and unimaginative, even by like like Marvel standards. I'd say um, 
But I, even I, with I, the uh, like Planet of Hala, like I don't think anyone remembers that place as, as as well. You know. Yeah, I think it's cool. Like I enjoy it when Marvel like <laughs> it sound like such a noob. I like it when Marvel goes to like you know these other planets and explores like you know the space cosmos part of 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 the the MCU, um, and. With regards to that in this movie, I, I thought it was a little bit disappointing. Um, uh, like there are a lot, there's a lot of like reference humor in it that I thought was just like more annoying than anything. I'm thinking like a, an example of that is the Stan Lee cameo. This is like the first Stan Lee cameo after his passing, right? I think. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember the opening credits was uh, all filled with Stan Lee, so this was yeah. Yeah, we're, yeah we're, and it's quite and it's quite touching because like losing Stan Lee, that's an enormous loss, you know, to like the comic book community and just like just in general but like it's couched in like a mall rats reference and it's, it's just like i don't know it's just not really that funny and it's a little bit annoying yeah um like this like whole 80s nostalgia reference humor thing that's that's happening in, in movies a lot now especially with like ghostbusters afterlife um and stuff which is a movie that i thought was fine i, I don't love it but it was okay um yeah it's not really my speed um, I do think this movie is is pretty interesting because of like the relationship that it has with the United States Air Force. Like, I, I think it's something that a lot of people don't uh, consider when they watch MCU movies is like how like deeply ingrained the filmmaking is into like like the military industrial complex. That sounds so stupid and pretentious, but like the relationship that Marvel has with like the U.S. Army, I think, is really fascinating fascinating to read about and how it affects like, the finished product. Yeah, one of the, the dominant memories I have of going to see this movie in theaters is the Air Force recruitment, um, the Air Force recruitment video that, that came on right before the movie played. Um, I'm not sure if that happened, if you saw this in Canada, Jack. Um, I saw it in Canada, so that yeah. didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, but um, I, I, that caused a little bit of a, maybe a minor controversy a little bit um, when it came out. Yeah, just generally an interesting thing to read about, um, like the, the U.S. military's relationship with, with with Marvel movies and how they get made and what gets and what in the script like gets supervised and stuff. It's really fascinating stuff. I'll have to check that out. Mm -hmm. sure. um, okay, so let's put this on the tier list. Um, uh, oh I think. Go ahead, Matthew. I will put this. I'd put it C tier below Black Widow, but I'm okay with it in D. So, yeah, like I, I, I'd put it. Uh, I don't know if I could put it in D tier, but like, uh, it's it's not like, yeah, I'd put it like bottom C tier because I don't think it quite deserves to be on D tier. But it's, yeah, yeah, we'll I think upper D tier was probably where i'd put it just because like it's a marvel movie like it's not gonna be poorly made right so uh -huh. yeah just, that's true um yeah probably bottom or, or top of d tier bottom c tier yeah i'm not i'm not gonna raise hell about where it's put i think let's just put it there then we i think that's okay it works because jack and i both uh, would put it bottom c that's fine with me yeah that works all right, let's move on then to the Charlie Angels movies. Um, Looks like guys... I'm out of the game for two, maybe three movies here. Hey, I'm right with you there, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen these, Matthew? I've seen all of them. 
Yes. Uh, right. So before the 2019 Charlie's Angels came out, I was just like, all right, time to watch the two Charlie's Angels movies, like I did with G.I. Joe when Snake Eyes came out. I was just like, uh-huh. let's let's do this. And I feel like it's it's dumb. Like it's a, they're stupid movies. I think uh, there's fight scenes, and you know, I'm sure you can just you can enjoy them. Uh, the main group of girls, they, you know, Cameron Diaz, Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu, they, they have great chemistry together and great action scenes as well. So it's it's fun to see them t- together on screen. And uh, uh, yeah, there's like, I don't care about it all that much, but it's definitely watchable. Like, I, I think if you guys wanted to watch it, you guys should watch it. Sam Rockwell's great. He's, he's always enjoyable. So uh, mm-hmm. not a movie I- that I connect with, but I think there's fun i i haven't seen these um but i have seen like clips from like action scenes from them i want to be able to place them in like the films but um which one has like the dirt bike race scene in it um do you remember remember if it's the first or second it's they kind of blend together for me (laughs) okay well i've seen that and i'm I'm not gonna say that it's like a great well put together scene but it has like that very loud like visual 2000s look that I'm, I'm i'm like recently i've started to oh for sure towards taste wise so um <laughs> and i've also seen like clips here and there where the wire work is like very obvious and stuff um yeah and i don't know i i, I I'll, I'll watch them i doubt i'll find them like great but yeah I, they're, they're probably worse things to see um <laughs> out of between um the originals and and the new one with like Kristen stewart um which which cast do you think is better or which one do you like more? Uh, I I think I like the original cast more. Okay. I think, uh, yeah, yeah. I like the original cast more, for sure. That's fair. I've heard Kristen Stewart's good in the new one, but I haven't seen it. So she's good. Uh, she yeah, uh, she's good. But I mean, once uh once we get there, I'll talk more about it. But uh, yeah, I think you know the action's very not realistic at all, but it's fun to watch. So it's like. You know, if you enjoy that, you can you can watch one. Um, not really sure what it's was in someone's top hundred on uh, YLS way back. Really? When. Wait, who? Uh, I think it was I think it was Jake's. Okay, uh, Marangoni. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I can see why people enjoy it. Yeah. So like it's you know one of those movies. It's like a very two thousands, very two thousands cheese. Like I'm sure there's enjoyment out of it so i wouldn't put it in d tier I, I i would put it in c somewhere but i don't know where exactly um i would just put That's it all you matthew i got no yeah. info whatsoever <laughs> I, i'll just put a button in c just because i i don't really like it that much but like i can see why um, mm-hmm. you know there's that 2000s charm to it so I, I've not, I haven't been on a tier list. I like the chill vibe of it where like there's no pressure to be like, you know, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to watch all the movies. It's just like talk about the ones that you've seen and, uh, you know, yeah, just hang yeah. out while we talk about the ones that we've seen. <laughs> kind of just like pitching it to people. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, so Albert's in the live chat now. He said Catching Fire should have been A tier, SMH or even S. Yeah. I, when I when I, when I said that, like, I've I've been told that this movie is better than Hunger Games. I was specifically thinking of Albert, so yeah, that recommendation uh, will place it higher on my watch list for sure. 
Um, uh, all right. Well, so Full Throttle is just like it's very similar to the first one. Just the uh, it's not as good, and uh, the CGI is definitely more dated. Uh, it, it's very over the top as well. So you know, if you if you like that, I'm sure you'll find it fine. It's a uh, yeah. Fighting is also very repetitive from the first one. Like the fight sequences, they're just like very very similar. So. Uh, that's the main reason why I'd probably I, I'd drop this one to D tier. I would put it below barely lethal because I have more fun with barely lethal. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend full throttle, but I'd recommend the first one. So cool. Um, yeah, and then the the remake. It's or it's a requel, I guess. You know, it's not really it's kind of a sequel but not really i don't know i don't really know exactly what it is but it's also i these movies are just like they're popcorn movies you can have fun with the action sequences but uh the i feel like a lot of new action movies they do a lot of shaky cam and i feel like so you know that's an, an issue i have with the new one but i do really like kristen stewart ella Belinska, and naomi scott i think they bring a fun energy to the movie and uh, they're just entertaining on screen so, yeah, I was a fan of Naomi Scott after a lot, and I think she was definitely the standout in that movie. So uh, it was cool to see her in this kind of in a very different role. But yeah, I mean, these female leads, they all do a great job. Uh, and uh, Ella Belinska, she's, I don't, I think this is like her first like big role or just like her first role in general. So, <laughs> yeah, I think. She did a great job for sure. She definitely stood out to me, but I think the, the script is really bad. It's very heavy-handed in the messages. Like there's the 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 opening scene. Kristen Stewart is like tied up, and like she just has like this whole speech and about like woman empowerment. It's very preachy. So it's just like I feel like if the script was handled a little better, I, it would work a lot better as a movie. Uh, yeah, I think uh, it's still fun though, and I think. Uh, there's also end credits for this movie, and if you know Albert's uh, favorite actress is in it, the end credits, <laughs> she shows up for a little. <laughs> Are they gonna make more? Is that like the idea? Um, it's possible. Okay. I don't know. Who is Albert's favorite actress? <laughs> Maybe he can pipe in in the live chat. We've talked. Yeah. We talked about her already on this on this on this little shindig. Yeah, we chat. did talk about her. She appears in the movie in our D tier. Okay. I will put the I don't I, I would put this here I, I I like it more than the original but it's also like it's not there's nothing amazing I think uh, fair just enough turn your brain off action movie so yeah fair fair all right oh boy we're uh we're getting to some good so, shit here <laughs> Oh Next movie is the three five five, which <laughs> this is what this uh, show is celebrating, right? Anybody want to go first? <laughs> All right, Jack. Let's start with you. All right. All right. Uh, I predicted about two-thirds of the movie after watching the first trailer uh i think that says quite a bit no uh here's the thing 
there's popcorn flicks that you can turn on and have a good time with. And then there's the 355. <laughs> because here's the thing. They have a cast of great actors. Mm-hmm. Jessica Chastain, she's a great actress. Lupita Nyong'o, great actress. Sebastian Stan, solid. I I really like uh, Fan Bingbing or Bingbing Fan, whatever her name is, in X-Men Days of Future Past. I think she's great as Blink in her bit role that she's got. And, and Diane Kruger's great, but they every single one of them, except for maybe Lupita Nyong'o, turns in a, just a lifeless performance. The script is awful uh just really bland and uninteresting uh that there is way too much shaky cam like i get shaky cam is it can be used well in movies it's not used well in this uh in just basic dialogue scenes the camera's moving around like this and you're like nauseated there's some editing choices in this that i don't love at all uh i did not like this movie i saw like the biggest twist of the movie coming like right away it it was not just well made and i think a lot of my issues with it start and end with simon kinberg i just don't think he was the right person to direct this i i i I don't hate dark phoenix but i do hate this so yeah uh john what do you well, um, just just to answer, since Albert hasn't chimed in yet with his favorite actress, um, the answer, of course, is uh, Yifei Liu, right? From Move On. Um, yeah. Anyway, I uh, I unlike you, I hate Dark Phoenix, uh, but I hated this movie more. <laughs> um, I agree with you. Um, the, the biggest complaint that I have about this movie, well, first, it's just kind of like not that interesting. Um, again, it's just like I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of lifeless and unimaginative. But my biggest complaint is that um, it is certainly the cast because it's amazing. Oh, mm-hmm. Do we lose Jack? Uh, no, I think he just turned out. Turn, he had to. He's back. Sorry. Just yeah, no worries. Um, yeah, it's it's just the cast and, and what they do with it. Like if it was just like sort of an unimaginative like – John Wick exploitation sort of action movie that would be dumped on like Netflix that I'd watch in the background while doing homework or something. I'd be fine. I'd be like, whatever. But this movie has like, you know, one of the greatest like cast assembled for like a female action movie in recent memory, I feel like. Yeah. Right. Because you have Jessica Chastain, you have Lupita Nyong'o, um, Hillary Cruz, uh, Diane Kruger. I mean, these are all great actresses, like like um, Jack said, but they're also like great action movie stars, or like have the potential for like Jessica Chastain has cut her teeth in, in action movies uh, yeah. before. Um, you know, I, I don't love all of the movies that she's been in, but I think she's great. Um, Lupita Nyong'o uh, in Black Panther, like I think she's a great action. She can be a great action heroine. She was in like a fun little Australian zombie movie. Oh, that's right, um, Little Monsters. Little Monsters, yeah, which wasn't great, but like she's fun in it because she she doesn't get to be in a lot of things, right? Like I think I read somewhere that after her Best Supporting Actress win in in 2012, like she's only been in like she's only been the lead in like five movies. That's like five yeah. movies in like ten years, and this is like. Yeah. One which is sad. Yeah. You have an amazing, like even Penelope Cruz, who I don't think is in like, she's not a big actor. I don't think she's been in 
Any action? Uh, I don't know. I can't think yeah, of any. I don't. I can't think of like action movies that she's been in. I can. I can check while I'm talking here. But like, she was really good in this. Like, I thought she looked fun. And well, she wasn't really good. But I think like just from she what was happened. My favorite part. Of yeah, the her character was my favorite. Yeah, That's fair. I, I feel like she would be a great like action movie star. Um, and it just like doesn't happen, which is unfortunate. Yeah, they just it it just all feels like very phoned in and. Mm -hmm. And it's sad. And I can't blame the actresses. It's it's really just like the material that they're given. Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. it's 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 girl boss like <laughs> weird spy thriller stuff from the guy that made Dark Phoenix. It's like, what do you expect? Simon Kendrick has never been um yeah. sort of a go-to name for me when I think of like a great movie. Uh yeah, the McGuff like the McGuffin at the center of it, like the, yeah. the electronic like i'm gonna hack into this random electronic device and make plates crash is like weird and fine it exists you know it's a mcguffin it's just yeah it's there it's a spy it. movie mcguffin yeah. And, yeah. That's all. and like jack said um like the action isn't like i would be complaining less if the action were like great and it's not oh, it's going on. Yeah. for a big movie like this you know that gets released in theaters like it should be better and with like a talented cast too, like Jess, Jessica's Jessica's Tastain, like she knows what she's doing when it comes to like doing action movie yeah. stuff. Um, and it's just like, it, yeah, it's just not that great. And it's edited in like a nauseating way. I agree. Yeah, it's just sad. Um, there is one scene like when, um, like, they have like Lupita Nyong'o's boyfriend, I think, or like. Uh, like fiance or husband love interest is yeah. like on, on the tv screen and then penelope cruz's family is on the screen yeah, yeah. And bing's father is being held at gunpoint like mm -hmm. i feel like if there was any point in the movie where you have like these excellent actress get to show like just a fraction of their immense talent it's probably uh -huh. there yeah, uh, yeah and i think that was like the one scene that i was like okay yeah this is good mm -hmm. um no, for sure. I think just you can see the actors like Lupita Nyong'o and Penelope Cruz specifically. I feel like they showed a a lot. From, yeah, a lot more. Yeah, so it's just kind of a, it's just kind of a lame spy thriller. It's sad. I I wish I, I I don't like it and I hate it, but I wish like I hated it where like I would it would make me angry, but it's just boring. Mm -hmm. It's just there like it doesn't do anything right it's just like filled with all the cliches and it's predictable mm -hmm. and uh, doesn't do anything like it's you know there's just a mcguffin at the center and like the actors are phony in their performances like they the action's bad and i i don't have a lot more to say you you've said it all John. yeah it feels yeah. like they're trying to achieve like simon kinberg is trying to achieve a tone of like mm -hmm. of like a mission impossible film like one of the later ones um and like even the ones that aren't like excellent, you know, they at least are watchable. This I didn't yeah. really feel is worth it at all. Even Mission Impossible Two is better than this, and that's yeah. not a good movie. Yeah, love me some John Woo. Yeah, so. John Woo. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. I saw this yeah. with Matt Carnahan. I don't know if he's still listening to my <laughs> cringe-inducing movie stupidity, but um, I saw this with him, and that was a very pleasant time. We were the only two in the theater. So there's yeah, at least I was the only person in the theater when I watched it. Yeah, I was also the only person. <laughs> yeah, all right. Good stuff. Okay.
right. Yeah, and I think uh, I was watching the opening scene. I was just like, there are so many cuts happening right now. What is what is happening? Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, all right. Well, I think uh, are you guys ready to rate this? F. Yeah, I'm. I'm totally fine with putting it in F tier. I think I would even put it below. You know, flex. Yeah. All right, that's your call, but yeah, <laughs> I think it's where it belongs for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's move on to Supergirl. Supergirl's on there twice, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. okay, whatever. Uh, I think we'll just leave it there. Um, but I have not seen Supergirl, I have. Have you, I have John? All right, Jack, it's up to you now. This is the Jack Pinchuk show. Take it away. I'd like to read to you my review for Supergirl. (laughs) Only 45 minutes into this, and it's times like this that I really wish I could drink. (laughs) It is not good. Like, there's, there's, you want to talk about a movie that wastes some talented actors? Peter O'Toole is in this, and so is Faye Dunaway. And they are wasted they're not 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 they're they're wasted they are actively terrible in this like it it, like the screenplay is terrible the effects while yes they're from the 1980s uh are they're painful to look at this is honestly one of my least favorite just movies ever Uh, i hate it so much uh i think the decisions made both like just in this movie uh i'm just gonna give a brief uh little uh little synopsis here basically uh kara uh or whatever kara i can't remember her name right now lives in like this basically just white sheet of paper in space uh i'm exaggerating but that's what it looks like it's it's not good uh and their whole life force of the thing that runs that city that she lives in uh, is lost and she has to go and get it back. What does she do once she gets to Earth? And instead of looking for it, she goes to school. Where it's the only time I think in film history where a character has decided to go to school instead of save her, save her family and her friends and just her, her home, which is just a weird choice to me. It's very poorly written. The lead actress in it, I don't want to uh, say too many bad things about her because I'm sure she's I'm sure she's decent in other things, but in this, she's just awful, just awful. Peter O'Toole, terrible in this movie. Uh, it's just not good in any way, shape, or form. I hate this movie with every fiber of my being. I hate it more than I hate the three five five. So that's saying something. All right. Well. You have convinced me to put this on my watch list. This sounds like a <laughs> time. Here we go. Mia Farrow's in it too. Are you kidding me? The cast is like stacked. What the hell? Are these bit parts or are they like featured very prominently in the film? Uh, it would help if I could remember who Mia Farrow is. Let me double check. Or, or like Faye Dunaway and Peter O'Toole, right? Do they have like Faye main? Dunaway is like the main villain. Yeah, that's right. She's played the oh. villain. Okay. Peter O'Toole is less prominent, but he's got a couple uh, bigger scenes in it. Oh, Mia Farrow. Yeah, no, she's um, she's not in a whole lot of it. 
Uh, who plays? Ah, Lucy Lane. There she is. Uh, nope. The an actress from Greece Two is Lucy Lane. Oh. <laughs> who does she play in Greece Two? No. Um, Can we get uh, some for Greece Two? Let's. Sorry. Speaking of female-led action movies. Female-led action movies. Grease 2 is my favorite female-led action movie. <laughs> Musical. Let's face it, guys. Musical I don't know. Grease 2 didn't, yeah. didn't really get there. <laughs> I genuinely yeah, do no. like production, though. I think that's like a super fun. It's not good. If you, can, if you can avoid watching this movie, do mm -hmm. it. It, it, it. It belongs at the bottom of the list, uh, but uh, I'm fine with you guys putting it over the three five five if you'd like, but I, I think it's just. No, I can't really put any input. I think I'm sure it's worse than the three five five from what I've heard. I don't. So I think we can put it there just based on I trust Jack your uh, opinion on that movie. Mark your calendars, people. This is the first time someone has trusted my opinion on movies. This <laughs> <laughs> will be big news. Uh, no, no. I trust you, Jack. Cool. cool. So, awesome. Looking forward to it. All right. Yeah. Um, we're going to move on next to the Heroic Trio. Okay. Yeah. This is one of the ones that I suggested to Matthew to put on. Like my, these are, this is one of my own submissions. I, did either of you have a chance to see this? I did not. No. Okay. I, I did, did not have a chance to watch anything. Okay, it's a little tough to find. Um, it used to be on Netflix, and um, anyway, yeah. So, um, heroic trio. I, I'll be. I'll try to be brief since I'm the only one that saw this. Um, is a superhero film from Hong Kong, directed by um, a guy named Johnny Toe. Um, Johnny Toe isn't like in terms of like Hong Kong filmmakers. I don't think Johnny Toe is as well known in the United States by just like um, people that are like interested in maybe Shaw Brothers movies or, 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 or like getting into Hong Kong. I think people generally come to him a little bit later. He, he's been in like sort of the cinephile sort of awareness for a little while now because um, one of his films, Throwdown, was just recently added to the Criterion Collection. And Throwdown is um, one of my favorite movies I saw last year, um, just as an aside. But um, basically, the movie is um, you, you have um, three women with superpowers or that are like the superheroes um, that are trying to fight off this evil sort of wizard that lives in the sewers under Hong Kong. Uh, let me start with the three heroines. Um, the three heroines are played by some of my favorite people ever in movies. Um, the first is Anita Mai, who is probably the least known of the three in America. Um, she is like a Hong Kong singer, actress. Um, she was um, Wang Fei Hung's mother in Drunken Master 2, uh, or Legend of the Drunken Master, if anybody has seen that. I've heard of it. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, that's probably like one of the one of the roles that um, I can think of that she's most known for. She's been in some Wong Kar, uh, Wong Kar Wai movies as well. She's really excellent. Uh, she passed away, um, not recently, but of cancer, I believe. And oh, wow. they're making a mini series biopic about her that's being released on Disney Plus, at least in Asia. Really? Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, okay. Hopefully it gets released. It probably won't, but I hope it gets released stateside on the service. I, I would get it for that. Um, 
Anita Mai plays the wife of a police officer. Um, this is kind of like a dutiful wife. Um, but um, when she's not uh, when she's not playing the role of like a dutiful wife of a police officer, she dons a mask and has these little throwing stars and adopts the name Wonder Woman. Hmm. That's like a very original name. Uh, the second woman in this little gang is is played by Maggie Chung, who I think is might be one of oh. the most recognizable. Yeah. Um, a lot of people know her for like In the Mood for Love, all the Criterion heads out there. Um, yeah. But um, she is uh she has some action movie chops she's been in some action movies and she's taken some crazy stunts too she's um jackie chan's girlfriend in the original uh in the original police story movie and actually the first three police story movies and she's great at those um and she plays this punisher type character called thief catcher not a very I, it's translated <laughs> as thief catcher in the subtitles at least okay, okay. She plays this like bounty hunter character with an enormous shotgun and wears like kind of gothy clothes. And anyway, she's awesome in it. That's really and cool. then, um, the last woman is played by Michelle Yeoh, um, who was recently in Shang-Chi um, mm -hmm. and probably also well known in, in the United States for being in like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Um, last Christmas recently, she's been doing like, non-martial arts stuff. Yep. Crazy um, Rich Asians. Yep. She is one of my favorite actresses just generally but she's an incredible action movie star too that's one thing about hong kong and just as an aside um a lot of the the actresses that they take to, to make um to, to make into like female action stars or martial arts movie stars are come from like modeling backgrounds which isn't like that uncommon in the united states but like they teach these women how to do all the martial arts themselves and they really put them through their ringer and their training or at least did back in like this period but um yeah. Anyway, so basically, I'm getting way off track. Basically, the movie's about this. Um, there, there are there have been these instances of like babies disappearing in Hong Kong, being abducted by this invisible person. Oh, Michelle Yeoh's character is the invisible woman, and she's the one that's stealing these babies away. And the movie is basically like Maggie Chung and Anita Moy's character, Thief Catcher, and um, and Wonder Woman trying and and the Hong Kong police trying to figure out where these babies are going and what's happening to them. And it's really convoluted, but basically um, to try and sum it up is that living in the sewers of new of, of Hong Kong is this like evil mystical dark Lord that is turning these babies. I'm capturing these babies and turning them into like these grotesque, like monsters. Um, some other needless backstory. Anita, uh, not Anita, Michelle Yeoh's character and Maggie Chung's character were originally uh, like stolen babies that managed to like escape and do things. Anyway, Michelle, Michelle Yeoh's character starts the movie as a villain, and um, like she eventually like comes to see how this movie, how, like how what she's doing is wrong. Oh my god, there's so much to this movie, and it's really hard to explain to people that haven't seen it. But basically, it's it's just a kick-ass like female action movie with lots of fun wire work. Um, it's really dark in, in places, but also funny. Um, Hong Kong movies tend to have a little bit like to, to, to American viewers tend to like play a little fast and loose with tone. So this is like tonally all over the place. Like you'll have like these, this broad physical comedy humor and like invisible man type special effects. And then immediately afterwards, you'll have a scene where like a baby is like stabbed with a nail. Um, not not shown in like graphic detail, but like you'll have crazy shit like that happen. Um, wow. Like yeah, 
the way that Hong Kong looks in this, it kind of looks like a Joel Schumacher movie. I, I don't want to make like reductive comparisons because they're not entirely accurate. But if I were to like analogize this to an American film, I, I might say that it's kind of similar in tone and look to like what a Joel Schumacher Batman movie or like a, um, maybe like a Tim Burton Batman movie too. Um, there's some crazy stuff in here. I'm not going to spoil like the stunts or like how the fights turn out, but it's, it's fun. It's silly. It has like that Hong Kong energy verve to it that I really love. Um, and it's very strongly directed. Like Johnny Toe, he, he makes like genre movie action fair like this, but like he's also just an incredible director, like extremely precise. Very, he has like incredible former formal control, and um, you'll see that in movies like Throwdown and other stuff that he's done, sort of in the heroic bloodshed genre. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't recommend this movie enough. I, I love it. Um, it's available to watch on YouTube for just for free. Somebody just posted it there, but it's in a terrible English dub done by Miramax. So if you can watch horrible English dubs, I would I would recommend you go for it. Um, Is it in Cantonese? Huh? It's yeah, Cantonese, it's, right? It's in Cantonese. Yeah. I, there's so much more I could say, but I've, I'm already kind of rambling. I had all these like nice notes to try and organize my thoughts, but I just started spewing shit. So um, yeah, please. If, if you took away anything from that, it's amazing. Um, you have three gorgeous leading ladies that do cool kung fu superhero shit. Um, it's awesome. Yeah, go go watch it. Uh, it sounds very interesting. I definitely am interested to check it out. Yeah, it's good. It takes a little getting used to. But. Yeah. Have I convinced you, Jack? I know that was a lot. Oh, no, you've definitely convinced me. Uh, <laughs> if I can find it not with a terrible english dub then i will definitely try, try to see it yeah it, it's it's there uh, i don't want to encourage um anything illegal but you know if you look hard enough you will find it uh, since you guys haven't seen it uh i'll probably I, I my own personal opinion is it probably should go in a tier because there are mm -hmm. issues with the movie like it, it, there's a lot packed in and it's messy um like from a narrative standpoint, but with a lot of these action films, like that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's just like a reaction. And, and um, so I would be comfortable putting it in the bottom of A tier or like the top of B tier, but that's up to you guys. I guess. The way you talked about it, I think I'm, I'm cool with putting it in A, you, Jack? Yeah, yeah uh, I'm, I'm cool with that. To be fair, I think it's better than Rogue One and Kill Bill Volume 1. Like I like it better, but I, I, I'm willing to make some... Uh, you know, compromises here. Yeah, I oh, know. Yeah, it's totally cool putting it there. Okay. Um, okay. Let's move on to Lady Snowbud. This one I have heard of, but um, I've yeah, I just haven't watched it before. Okay. Same. All right. Uh, sorry. So this is another one I brought to the table. I'll try to also be brief about this one. Although last time it didn't really go well. Um, I think this movie is probably okay. Okay. Let me start. From the beginning. This movie is a revenge film from Japan um, starring the fabulous Meiko Kaiji, who is um, this, this Japanese actress that was in a lot of, of exploitation movies that were being made in Japan in the 60s and 70s. Um, so Lady Snowblood is probably her most famous role, but she's also been in like the Jailhouse series of films. I don't know if that any of that means anything to you. But um, it's probably really well known for being sort of the stylistic uh one of one of the main influences for quentin tarantino uh to make kill bill um the whole mako kaiji character 
Um, that's that's basically Oren Ishii. Like it's it's a badass woman with a sword that's no nonsense. And um, in Oren Ishii's death scene, they actually play the main theme from um, the main theme from um, Lady Snowblood over over her death. Huh. Um, I yeah, yeah, and basically the whole last scene also echoes like the death, like the ending of of Lady Snowblood as well. Um, so to just give a basic rundown of the plot, um, um, the, the movie's told in a chrono, uh, it's told in um, not in chronological order, but uh, basically what happens is that there is this woman. Um, this woman gives birth to a young girl in prison. Um, that young girl turns out to be Lady Snowblood. This, this woman dies, I think, in childbirth, if I'm remembering it correctly. But what had happened is that there there was a group of four men that killed her husband and her younger and her son, uh, and then um, sexually assaulted her, raped her. Uh, and so what the woman does is she's able to to seduce uh, prison guards in the prison that she's in because she was um, she killed her she killed one of the people I think, if I remember it correctly that like attacked her, but then she went to jail for it. Um, and she gave, she seduced one of the prison guards to give birth to Lady Snowblood, her daughter, um, basically as a a way to get her revenge uh, on the world, right? She is born basically as just, what, what there's a term for it, but yeah, she, she's basically born, conceived and born for the sole purpose of exacting revenge for her mother. And the rest of the movie is um, Lady Snowblood fast forwarded 20 years who has been who's turned into this uh you know sword wielding assassin um hunting down the other the, the rest of her mother's rapists um and i won't spoil exactly how that turns out but this movie is very very bloody not unlike uh kill bill kill bill really goes for the blood um uh, but this i think was probably a little bit more shocking since it was made almost 50 years before um and uh what else can i say about it without spoiling it yeah it's really gnarly it's really gnarly and it's also like it's it's sexy it's it's not like gratuitous you know with its sexiness you know like they're not like sex scenes or anything but it's just you, you expect exploitation movies to be kind of grimy and this one i i don't know i i think it's very sexy i think Mako kaiji is amazing in it. it's one of my favorite like female performances in an action film um she's very cold she has these piercing eyes that are just really incredible um, that look incredible on screen. Uh, it has that like '70s Japanese film feel to it too, which I think is like yeah, it's very textured with the snow and and the Japanese background and everything. It's, it's great. It's 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 so good, um, and it's in the Criterion Collection, um, and you can get it on Blu-ray with its sequel, which is not as good. Um, Blu-ray, if that's of interest to anybody listening, talking looking at you, Colin. It's going to be nothing to you, Jack, but. Yeah, it's it's one of my it's great, and I, it is due for a rewatch because I haven't seen this in about hmm, since before I got Letterboxed, so maybe two and a half years or so. Wow. Okay. Yeah. This I, in the, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I was just saying you said it's in the Criterion Collection. Yes, it's on the Criterion Channel uh, too. Okay. So if you have that, you can just watch it. Um, and then if I like it, I'll buy it. <laughs> nice. Cool. Yeah, this was one of the movies that I, first movies that I saw that really got me into like, uh, like got me more serious about film because at that point I hadn't seen kind of like a gnarly, like move exploitation flick like that, and um, yeah, it got me really excited um, as like a freshman in college, and I've seen it a couple times since. Fair but, enough. Yeah, it's great. 
I would put this in here also above Kill Bill, but I would be willing to make uh, concessions. Um, I like it more than the heroic trio. Um, so I, I'd put yeah, it, no. I would put it in eight here. I'm, so, I'm fine with it being like just above Kill Bill uh, based on what you've said. Uh, seems like, <laughs> seems like Kill Bill kind of owes its uh, part of its existence <laughs> to this movie. So Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like I don't know. Yeah, a lot also, of sorry, a lot of letterboxed reviews will say like, "Why did Quentin Tarantino bother making Kill Bill just to make a shittier version of this?" And I don't think that's true. Like, um, you know, they're different. The Kill Bill offers different things, and and the same things just in excess. But yeah, I yeah. I think Lady Snowblood is like, mwah. it's ele- like an elementally perfect um, exploitation flick. It's great. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. From Lady Snowblood to Lucy, uh, <laughs> I I can start and say I haven't seen this since theaters, and I I, I liked it when it came out. So um, I think Scarlett Johansson does a good job, and uh, <laughs> uh, and it's an interesting concept, but I feel like it doesn't do a whole lot with it. I feel like it could be uh, even cooler with the. Uh, with what you know with the concept um jack do you have anything uh i haven't seen this movie in like a fair few years but from what i remember i put this as like fairly mediocre so (laughs) yeah and nothing like really memorable about it but nothing like truly damning like the 355 or supergirl so, yeah, can't complain about Scarlett Johansson, though. She's good in most things. When you said Supergirl, I saw you have, like, a Vietnam flashback. Just, like... <laughs> just, just a couple. Just yeah. Um, okay, I have seen... I've also seen Lucy. Um, it's been a little while, and um, when I saw it for the first time, I did not enjoy it. I thought it was mediocre as well. Um, but when I did see it, I, I did think that like the concept was kind of fun. Um, like the movie is batshit insane. Like, okay, th- th- like a basic plot synopsis for people that are watching or maybe listening to this later that don't know what Lucy is. It's about a it's about a woman that's living in, in China, Taiwan, something like that. Um, that's like working as a drug mule for this for this drug that's derived from like some kind of hormone that's produced by like pregnant women to give their they're they're like unborn children brain power it's bullshit but um yeah she has like like at like it's a bunch into her system and becomes like this telepathic you know entity like she gets like this uh, percentage of brain power yeah yeah she uses 100 percent of her brain literal big brain um and so like i think that idea is fun but the concept that they went with is like insane because i thought it was gonna go like oh you know you're gonna get this like boss level you know like powers and instead they go like with the weird edgy like 15 year old philosophy kind of thing like (laughs) where she like at the end of the movie she literally becomes one with everything right yeah which is funny and wild and they ask (laughs) all kinds of like dopey philosophical questions um you know i i'm going to stick with like this movie being kind of mediocre and i'm gonna go with my gut instinct from when i first saw it but with the caveat that I think this is a movie that I need to rewatch and uh, 
will probably reclaim just knowing how my taste has evolved in the past couple of years. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, same. My my taste has changed a lot since 2014. So, <laughs> same. I like uh, more shit now, and this seems pretty up my alley. And I also haven't seen like a lot of Luc Besson in general, so that's a blind spot that I need to cover. This yeah, is a very very uh, Luc Besson movie. Yeah. 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 No. Where? Um, where do you guys want to place this in the tier list? high d tier d i said not b d mm -hmm. i want i want to go out on a limb and say it's probably better than barely lethal um and maybe yeah. better than the angels movies uh -huh. too that we have here definitely not better than um Captain. yeah no. at yeah. least in yeah. like i I'm, least... i think we can put this in d i'm okay with that i think i would probably have more fun with barely lethal but i think lucy is probably a better movie yeah that's fair with lupus on as like the director so uh, and scarlett johansson <laughs> yeah i don't remember much about scarlett johansson in this um but yeah i i will definitely be rewatching this soon and um you know the next time i'm on i think i'm on for 2020 uh 21 best of um mm -hmm. i will definitely give you guys an update <laughs> so I yeah We'll do that, you know, before we start our lists. You, we know you can talk about Lucy. Mm -hmm. okay. Um, okay, well, let's go to T2. Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Um, who okay. wants to... I haven't seen this. <laughs> Dang. Sorry. All good. Oh, my God. You want to start? Or do you want me to start? Um, I started with Lucy, so uh, Jack, go ahead. All right. Yeah, for sure. This movie's great. Uh, there's no other way to say it, really, for me anyways. Uh, this I like this one a lot more than I like the original Terminator. I think that... Uh, shit, what's her name? Sarah Connor. Uh, Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton is fantastic in this. I think she gives a great performance. Uh Edward Furlong, while he's very uh, hit and miss in this movie, he, he's a kid, so I, I give him some grace for that. But, uh, you know, Linda, Ham Linda Hamilton being up there with uh, Sigourney Weaver uh, for, like, action, uh, female-led action movie icons, mm -hmm. she's absolutely great in this, uh, in this movie. And... Almost as good, though, as Arnold Schwarzenegger, who I think steals the show. Um, I think he's phenomenal as the T-800. Uh, I think, because I didn't know anything about this movie, so when uh, when he, he told John Connor to get down, uh, sorry, I kind of spoiled something for you. That's okay. When he told, when he told him, get down, uh, I was like, oh, wait a minute, this this is this is different than the first movie uh but uh so i was kind of uh a little little blown away uh by that uh little twist that took there but it's uh it's a very very good movie i think it's uh probably probably my favorite james cameron right now uh just I above would, alien i would agree with this being my favorite cameron yeah 
yeah uh but yeah i think it does everything that the first one did and and improved on it so especially with uh with arnold schwarzenegger and the visual effects well yeah yeah, it was made a little bit later the visual effects look better for the t-1000 they look better than some movies released today and this was in 1991 oh for sure yeah yeah um all right uh yeah so I, I actually watched T2 when I was younger before I had actually seen The Terminator. That's fair. So then I think I watched The Terminator maybe for the first time, I want to say maybe like 2018, 19. And then last year I uh, watched all the Terminator movies, most of them besides uh, Genesis because that wasn't streaming. But uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, Terminator 2, I think it's just like a pretty much uh, perfect action movie. I feel like it does everything right. Uh, it's improves on the first one and like Arnold Schwarzenegger is fantastic. Like as the Terminator, he just really makes that his own. And you, you know, one of the greatest female um, action stars, uh, Linda Hamilton, uh, Sarah Connor, like one of the best female action, you know, characters and uh, just, yeah. Um, Edward Furlong, you're, you know, he's just a kid. He can be a little annoying at times, but I can give him a pass on that. And I think his relationship with the Terminator also creates some touching moments. So, um, I, yeah, I really like that part. I don't want to say too much about spoilers because um, John hasn't seen it. And I think you should. I, I don't want to spoil this movie for you. But uh, Robert Patrick as the T-1000, he's he's great, too. He just creates this menacing atmosphere whenever he's on screen. So, um, yeah, he's great. And then uh, the score for this also i really love i really love the score too it's just like that synthy vibe to it uh, works really well with all the action absolutely uh yeah this this one's an s tier for me i think uh yeah absolutely yeah no this is an s tier for me i think it's above aliens personally i i agree (laughs) yeah yeah. Um, that's no qualms for me it has a reputation for being one of the best you know american blockbuster films and i'm i'm sure that's for a reason i've never heard I anybody feel, say anything bad about it so, yeah i feel bad it's like the two s tier movies we have are just like john you haven't seen them they're s tier that's all right <laughs> oh, that's my that's a reason for you to see them honestly that's really embarrassing though like that i haven't seen either of those yeah I mean, to be fair, I saw both of them for the first time last year. So you're not like, it's no big, like no big cry. Yeah, no, I have. Maybe two years ago. Like I've seen maybe like 27, almost 2,700 movies. And the, the, the kind, the, 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 the blind spots that I have are like, frankly, just like what? I don't understand. Anyway, go ahead. All right. Well, I guess we can move on to the next movie, Catwoman. All right, I'm I'm out on I'm out on this one too. I haven't seen it, so good. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, this movie, it's you know, it's it's been a while since I've watched this, but my God, Cheetah's direction is masterful. Like when <laughs> the movie starts off and like it fakes out death for uh, Patient Phillips, and it's like. This is a story about how I died. <laughs> it's just amazing script. It's uh, 
Patience Phillips' story is just like one of the best characters uh, on screen. All right, I, I can't, I can't do that any longer. Um, but the cat burps in her mouth and she comes back to life. Yeah. Um, this uh, before, yeah, I, I got to bring out the orange cat counter to seven now. Yep. Uh, but uh, this this movie is really bad. But I I think sometimes there's there's some stuff that's like you can turn off your brain. You can drink like with a, a group of friends and you can have fun making fun of the movie because um, like it's so bad to the point that like the basketball scene, the editing is insane, but like <laughs> it's so stupid, but so much. I, I think like you can have a fun time. Um, there's the whole bit about her handwriting and like with the coffee cup and, and I, the I, bag I, that, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Sharon Stone's terrible too. She she's she's the main villain and she she's like phoning it in and yeah. Her character motivations are also just really dumb. I mean, there's nothing about this movie is great, but I yeah. There's there's nothing good about this movie. It's yeah. awful. Uh <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Did, uh, did, did, did yeah. Go ahead. No, no. I was going to you. <laughs> Sorry, that's my bad. Um This movie shit. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Uh, this movie is just awful. Longest, I want to say, 90-some minutes of my life. Uh, it's, it's just terrible. Look, if you, if you want to watch this movie, but you don't want to watch this movie, go to uh, YouTube and look up Catwoman Pitch Meeting because that will give you everything you have to know about it. And it's a lot more entertaining. Um, it's just, this movie is kind of terrible. Uh, I, I think that uh, Halle Berry 100% deserved her Razzie. Uh, uh, and the fact that she accepted it in person and then set it on fire afterwards is just, I, I respect that. Um, iconic, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that that is it's just terrible. Uh, Benjamin Bratt just seems that, that, that's his name, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Benjamin Bratt kind of just seems annoyed in every scene because he knows the kind of movie he's in, and he's just like, okay, well, I guess I'm here, so <laughs> that's great. But no, this movie's just awful. Uh, not as bad as Supergirl, but no, not, but awful. I think if I had the choice between watching the 355 again and watching Catwoman again, I would watch Catwoman again. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Like, there's no camp factor at all. Like, I mean, there has to be. Like, no, no. I, I think, like, you can definitely watch it, like, with that camp factor. Like, you know, I think you can definitely get together with people and drink, and, and I think you can have fun with it. I, I feel like with the 355, you can't really do that. Yeah, no, you cannot have fun with the 355, uh, I, don't, I don't think. Uh, Catwoman, though, you can at least laugh at how just awful this movie is. 355, you're just disappointed. Yeah, I'd agree with that assessment. Uh, I, I, I do think like this is an F-tier movie, but I would yeah. put it at the top for with, for, with these three movies. I'm, I'm fine with that. I would have put it just uh above 355 but i'm fine with putting it above the other one as well okay 
Great. Um, all right, let's go on to Sicario then. Uh, yes. John, have you seen one? I've seen Sicario, yeah. All right. Do you want to start then? Uh, sure. I think you're going to have more to say anyway. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, it's been a little while since I've seen Sicario. Um, I, and I also, this is one of the few movies that I didn't have a chance to sort of revisit even in clips before, um, before, uh, being on this, on this, uh, panel, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, from, I like Denis Villeneuve. I know he has a little bit of a reputation for being kind of austere with his directing and, um, for the tone that he achieves, but, I'm I'm here for it, you know. I love I love it when people try to go Kubrick, and I think out of everybody that you know tries to sort of replicate that style willingly or otherwise, uh, Denis Villeneuve is the guy to do it. Um, it's not my favorite Denis Villeneuve movie. I really like Enemy a lot, um, and also Dune. I think Dune's up there a lot as well. Prisoners, um, but yeah, I think this one is solid. Um, Sean, one of our Another person that some I, has he been on Real Ranked before? I can't remember. He talked. To, he was on the panel for Bill. Yeah. Um. He in his review, um, I think he said something to the effect of like this is the best Villeneuve script, and um, just from memory, I probably agree with it. Um, Villeneuve movies for me tend to sort of a be more of a visual experience than anything. The exception might be like Prisoners, um, but uh, yeah, and I think everybody in it is. Everybody in it is great. Um, sorry, that's not very. That's not a very uh, in-depth analysis or whatever. It's me no, being. Don't worry about it. But, um, uh, that's yeah. yeah. Emily, I, great. I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say I feel like I won't have as much to say as well, just because it's been so long since I've seen it. It's been about. It was like a year after it came out, maybe or so. My dad was like, "You have to watch this movie." So, uh, I think that's the last time I saw it, though. Yeah, John, go ahead. You were oh, I was just going to make one last comment just to make it, you know, female movie star adjacent. Uh, I think Emily Blunt is good in it, but she is, um, uh, in my personal opinion, overshadowed by Benicio Del Toro, who goes hard in this movie. Like, That's fair. He's That's crazy. fair. Yeah. So, that is a no. totally fair assessment. Yeah. yeah. This is definitely one of my favorite Emily Blunt performances, though. I think... Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I really love her in this movie, and uh, she does a great job. Um, and also for Villeneuve, I this is my fifth out of nine. So, uh, I still really enjoy this movie, but I feel like it's been so long where it's hard for me to talk about uh, as much in detail. Mm-hmm. But I just remember it like really sticking with me, like when you get to the end. Um, and yeah. I really need to rewatch this. Yeah, all the smart, whatever the smart people said on the Vinov episode of, of Real Ranked, um, I defer to them for their comments on Sakari. Yes. I yeah. I agree now. I'll go now. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, this movie's great. Uh, I get like if people aren't like huge fans of it, but this is one of, this is my second favorite Villeneuve movie because Prisoners exists and that's in my top 10 just movies uh it's my number 10 but it's this movie's phenomenal i think emily blunt has never been better in a movie i think this is easily her best performance uh i think benicio del toro well phenomenal in this movie and should have gotten some oscar love is probably my second favorite performance if not tied for first but she's emily blunt is just a powerhouse 
performance in this movie. So uh, I've got no issues with it. I think Villeneuve is incredible at building tension in movies, the, uh, specifically in this one with the whole uh, uh, border crossing where they have to go to Juarez, extract uh, the... The, pris uh, the prisoner that they're uh, taking back to the States and go all the way back over the border. I think that scene is just brilliant, like uh, and building tension and uh, probably one of my favorite uh, scenes of that, just that year in general. So I think Villeneuve, other than Spielberg, is my favorite working director right now. And I, I'm there for anything he does, so... This is uh this is one of my favorites of his, and I can't wait for the sequel to Dune to come out because my goodness, am I excited yeah, for that one? That could not come oh, faster. Jesus, please. Uh, all right, uh, let's put it on the tier list then. Uh, I'm good with A tier. Um, that's what I was. I'm totally fine with A tier. Uh, once again, this is one that's like in my top forty movies, so I, I'd I'd say S tier, but I'm totally fine with A tier. I think I'm fine with S tier too. Yeah, I'd be comfortable with that. Like, I don't think there's yeah. a single bad Denis Villeneuve movie. Um, yeah, I'm okay yeah, with like, that too. Um, uh, yeah, we'll put it below um, Aliens or something. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I think that works. Yeah. And Emily Blunt is great. I should qualify that. Yeah, I think Emily Blunt is great. I just, I think I like Lucille Del Toro more. Oh, I totally mm -hmm. get it. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, a sure. fair, fair statement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Saying a lot of dumb shit on the shows. All right. Next up is Hannah. Uh, I can start with this. Go for it. I have not seen it. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, I really like Hannah. Um, it's really interesting that Joe Wright is the director. I feel like, uh, you know, he's known for doing period pieces. So I feel like he did a great job with uh, with this movie. And uh, Saoirse Ronan, she's, she's great as the lead. This is She's very young, but her performance is really fantastic. Um, and I think, yeah, it's interesting because, like, she's, like, such a – She's a, supposed to play a, or Hannah is supposed to be like this cold-hearted assassin, but then like balancing that with like she's also just a girl and like she has to, you know, she's grow learning to grow, and I think it adds this like sense of vulnerability that is, you know, with her relationship with the father, played by Eric Bana, I think, you know, works really well, and I just Kate Blanchett is great. She's fantastic she, she's just great in everything and i feel like her playing the villain works really well um yeah and the action's great too i i think the it's really thrilling and uh the score is i i, I remember really liking the score i think there's like it's very it's electronic and uh it really does a great job of enhancing the film so john what do you have to say about yeah. it yeah, this is one of um the movie one of the few movie <laughs> few one of the few movies that I uh, that I watched in preparation for this um that that I've concealed on Letterboxd. Um, I think this movie is great. Uh, I, I think it's underrated uh, for sure, and I think it's crazy that Joe Wright made this. Right, I, I'm not that familiar with his work, like like you said, but I, I know that he does like period dramas and stuff like that. So the the fact that he cranked this out is like 
beyond me. Um, I, I'm going to agree with Matthew. My favorite part of the movie is definitely Sir Sharonan. Um, like I associate her now with Little Women and like these really excellent, like heartfelt performances. On um, she channels a lot of that in this one too. Like at at its core, you know, it, it's a badass action movie, and it has. I'll talk the action in a second here, but like at its core, it's it's a coming of age film, right? Like you have this, you know, um, <laughs> you you have this like fish out of water kind of like almost a feral child really um that you know comes to that learns sort of like what it's like to be in the real in the real world how to like you know integrate your not well she doesn't really integrate herself into society but you know she steps away from like whatever snowy like winterland that she's into to go into the real world and the thing that i like about that the most is that like there's really not an inciting incident for it right like they just kind of decide i want you to turn this beacon on and they do it right so um i think it's cool uh and, and saoirse ronan is so good at like being the actions are i don't know how i don't know how much of 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 the stunt work or the action that she did herself. But um, in any case, she carries herself incredibly well um, as the action star, but also as like kind of a vulnerable, um, as, as a vulnerable, uh, like just teenager, you know, that doesn't really understand the world around her. Um, as for the action, you know, I thought this, I, I, I saw it once before and when I was a kid, I didn't really understand like film and I <laughs> arguably still really don't, but I, I kind of wrote it off as a little bit of a, uh, maybe disposable um, besides like some performances and some like wild scenes. Um, but like this thing is really well put together. Like I was really surprised. Like you have some wonders. Um, I know that's not, that's no reason to like an action movie like on its own, but like, it's really, it's really sturdy, like sturdy put together. Like the action is very fluid and, and it's legible. Like you can, you, you understand what's going on and it's pretty, brutal too and convincing i thought um god that scene where she like in the where she does you know that you know what i'm talking about matthew i know, yeah. I know what you're talking about yeah yeah, yeah i don't want to i don't want to spoil it for jack he had seen this but um yeah like that was an awesome scene and um all of the action you know that comes after that as well the the chase and like on those like uh, storage containers thing like it's very exciting and a lot of it i think has to do with the score um the, the score is talked about a lot to death um, the Chemical Brothers, they put together this like frenzied, electronic, harsh sound that really, that really gels with like um, sort of the frenetic editing of, of it in parts, which is also very like creative as well. Like, mm -hmm. um, like there, there's a couple fun transitions where like she disappears. She does the whole Jason Bourne thing. <laughs> where, like, a lot, like she'll be somewhere and then the light goes off and then she's gone. Kind of like the Jason yeah. Bourne like, running behind the behind the van you know what I'm talking about but yeah that's um it's just awesome and Saoirse Ronan was so young when she did it and she was so yeah, good. Yeah. and I wish she would do more of this kind of stuff you know yeah. I, I don't think we'll see a Saoirse Ronan action movie soon but I hope so you know my fingers are crossed yeah. I know that there's yeah. a Hannah show like there's a television show that's airing on like a major network or was airing on a major network um, yeah, there was a TV show in Prime, Amazon Prime. Yeah. Oh, okay, Prime. I can't imagine it. It's as good though. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I did hear good things about the TV show though, but uh, okay. 
I, I didn't watch it, so. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that, that's Hannah. Great. It's really great. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. <laughs> uh, all right. Where, where do you want to put this on the tier list? Um, I think the highest I'd go is A. Um, probably not more than the, than the Heroic Trio. So either high B or low A. Yeah, no, I that's about where I want to put it. Okay. So uh let's put it in high B and then we can, you know, I think I, I, I do think it's I would I I think that's good. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right, we're almost there. <laughs> Not really. Oh. Like a third more to go, but we can do this. Oh, yeah, we're almost there. Good. Uh Red Sparrow is next. I have not seen that. Neither have I. It's all you, Matthew. No, it's just me. Uh, yeah, I think this is like it's a, it's a slow burn, but it's really really interesting how uh, I mean, Jennifer Lawrence is very good in the lead. I I mean, it's I'm not I'm not, <laughs> I don't want to say too much since you guys haven't seen it, but I do think it's worth checking out. Um, it's a very interesting spy movie. Like a lot of people said that this was just like Black Widow, <laughs> and I can, you know, I can definitely see that. But it also kind of has its own thing going on. And uh, I'm trying to remember more about this movie because I, you know, like, like I said, uh, for a lot of the other movies, um, this I saw in 2019. So um, it'll be, I'll have less to say, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just feel like Jennifer Lawrence does a fantastic job in the role, and while it's a slow burn, I think uh, there's a there's still a lot of great action in here. It's by the director of uh, the Hunger Hunger Games, Catching Fire, and on. Oh yeah, yeah, and Constantine, and yeah, I'm looking at Letterbox right now. So yeah, he's worked with Jennifer Lawrence before, um, but yeah, I think I don't. I'm trying to figure out where I would put in the ranking, though. It's, it's kind of... Well, when I said it's like Black Widow, it's like uh, she's a spy, but she goes to this like private school that like turns people into spies. And so... Um, let's see. I think... I'll put this at the bottom of, or at the top of C, above. I think it's better than the Hunger Games, uh, besides Catching Fire and the first one. I think uh, I'll put it there. That's fair. Sorry, I was also looking at Letterbox and I just saw that like every everybody that usually watches the show live just got out of Flickrish Pizza. So I was scrolling. <laughs> I see. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, let's go to Alita Battle Angel then. I have um, seen this one. I haven't seen it, but it's ext- it looks extremely my shit. You have James Cameron, you got anime bullshit. Yeah, that's that's all me. But take it away. Uh, <laughs> all right, Jack, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, I came to this movie really late. Uh, like just like late last year actually i saw it for the first time and i had a blast with it anytime you've got christoph waltz in a movie that's automatically a win uh for me uh, same with jennifer Connolly, and they're both in this so that's already 
and Mahershala Ali. This is a actually a stat cast now that I'm thinking about it from yeah, the two yeah. Seasons. Uh yeah, no, visuals are pretty good uh in it. There's there's a couple uh couple things that could have been done better but overall i think this was a lot of fun and i'm really sad that we're not going to see a sequel uh <laughs> to it because yeah that, that's not going to happen which makes me sad but it's it it's up there as uh uh my favorite of uh i think robert rodriguez directed this i think it's my favorite rodriguez as well i mean okay it's probably my favorite out of the few of his that i've seen but i will always and I mean, always have a soft spot in my heart for the adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I knew, I knew that's what yeah, you were gonna no, say. Same, me too. Me too. We all do. It's fine. <laughs> it's my that's my that's my childhood right there, mm -hmm. which is kind of sad. But no, that's that's a good that's a that's a good movie. <laughs> no, but uh, this movie this movie's fun. And uh, the roller is it rollerball? Yeah. What, what's, uh, what's that? Roller, um, rollerball, right? I think it's rollerball. That sounds right. Yeah. Well, that sounds right to me. Uh, that rollerball, rollerball, rollerball. There we go. That rollerball scene uh, in it, where mm -hmm. Elite is actually like part of it. That mm -hmm. scene's epic. Like that. That's yeah. a lot of fun to watch. And I can't uh, think of the actress's name, but she's solid in this movie. So Rosa Salazar, right? Rosa Salazar. Yeah, she's yeah. she's. Great. I think she does a great job as Alita. Motorball okay. is uh, yeah. Albert in Motorball. the comments. I'm motorball. Yeah. Thank Hi, you, Albert. Sir. He said uh, Alita is good until the ending, which I I would agree with that. I I think yeah. I think just the relationship with the boyfriend guy, it's definitely a little bit weak, for sure. Yeah, it's a little underdeveloped. It could have been done better. Mm -hmm. But I had a, a a lot of fun watching this movie. I went in with zero expectations, and I just really kind of fell in love with the world that it built. And I think like all the action was really exciting. I think. Rosa Salazar, she you know gives a, a great performance. I think it's like her, one of her first roles, so uh, or at least from my, my memories, like I I haven't seen her in anything else before it. So uh, mm -hmm. she really stood out. And you know, Christoph Watts is just amazing. I think he's he's just great in everything. He's such a charming guy in the movie. So mm -hmm. um, I feel like Connolly and Mahershala Ali they kind of phone in their performances a little bit, but. A little bit. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I did really find the action exciting, and I I do enjoy this a lot. I wish we would get a sequel because uh, you know they set up the ending for a sequel, and it's probably never gonna happen. Yeah, kind of depressing. <laughs> Where would you put this, Matthew? Uh, this is an A tier for me. I just I I really enjoyed it a lot. That's fair. Uh, I'd put it like uh on the high b tier but i'm fine with putting it uh in the a tier okay huh trying to i think we can put in i don't know john how do you feel i don't know i haven't seen it so i can't <laughs> i can't really make a judgment there i'll leave it to you guys mm. i'm fine with putting it in the a tier Okay. Okay. I think we'll put it in the bottom just so uh, because uh, you know John, you haven't seen it, uh, yeah. and I haven't seen the Hero Trio, so I don't feel like uh, I'll put it above any of these. This one of the wildest looking tier list I've ever seen. <laughs> just, <laughs> just where things yeah. are. Okay. 
let's just move on to the two Wonder Woman movies. Uh, let's start with the first Wonder Woman. Um, uh, John? Yeah, I can go. Um, so I haven't seen Wonder Woman uh, 19, is Wonder Woman 1984? That's what it's called? Yeah, that's yeah. right. I haven't seen that yet, so um, no comment there. But I have seen this one, and I like it. I think it's I think it's kind of fun. Um, I'm usually not the biggest fan of Gal Gadot. Um, I think that she is cursed in most of the things that she's in. Um, but... Uh, well, that's to fill the dial. Uh, but I think... I think um, I like her in this for for whatever reason. I don't know. I think maybe just because I think the Wonder Woman like concept, at least how it's realized in this film, is cool. Uh, and I think also partially because I think she has really, really great chemistry with Chris Pine, which who is an actor that I really love. Um, yeah. You know, like in a platonic way, of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. He. I, I really like his Captain Kirk a lot. Um, but. I think there's some odd things about it. Um, this is ostensibly like an anti-war film and you have like one of the most memorable sequences is just like, you know, going into no man's land, which sort of defeats like the greater purpose. The, the scene is on its own is, you know, fun, I guess. I, I'm There aren't a lot of really excellent, or at least at the time, there weren't a lot of like really excellent, just kind of like genre World War II movies. Um, that were just sort of like fun popcorn fodder. So they're more now, but yeah, that was fun. Um, the score is great, or maybe not the score, but at least like the main theme. It's one of the most oh, yeah. unique sounding uh, themes in a superhero film that I can think of. Um, and really the only th like superhero related theme besides um, maybe like the Avengers portals theme, whatever, and Batman that I can like really replicate you know vocally um so yeah. there's that and it's really fitting for like the movie as well tonally uh i know what happens in wonder woman 1984 which is why thinking back to the how like sort of the last part of this film plays out the third act i think it's a little bit easier to um not easier to stomach as in it was difficult but i think like i don't know i i think it's not as terrible looking at back at it it's still not great it's still not very good and it it deflates like the movie in in, in a pretty significant way but yeah i mean as far as like superhero films go again that's not really my wheelhouse but i i enjoyed it i liked it a lot mm -hmm. maybe not a lot but i liked it more than other dceu films that i've seen so yeah it's up there <laughs> I would pretty much agree with most of what John, you know, most of what you were saying. I think, I think her relationship with Chris Pine is great. She, you know, her their chemistry together is uh, really good, and uh, I think the CGI battle at the end it does drop it down quite a bit for me as well. And uh, even on rewatch, I feel like uh, you know that's the main thing that like I feel like. I didn't like as much and uh, just the whole Ares reveal uh, I didn't really care for. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I do really like the no man's land scene is just, I, I think it's great. I, I think the action is also really creative. I, and the score really stands out like the wonder woman theme, which you hear first in BBS, yeah. but I, I do really love that theme. I think, uh, 
yeah, there's a there's a lot of slow motion though. I think, but it, it kind of works, and I, I like the Themyscira, uh, the the world of that uh, that lo that location. I I think it's really cool, and then uh, also just London, you know, I really like that place too, and uh, I I feel like John, you've you've said most of what I wanted to say, so. Okay, sorry, yeah. I didn't steal your thunder. Oh no, you're good. You're good. Okay. Yeah, no, like, that's why we like switch off. So, like, you know, in case you know, some people can have more to say. And... So, yeah. Jack. Oh yeah, yeah. No, this movie's really good. Uh, it's not my favorite uh, Worlds of DC movie. That's probably the Suicide Squad uh, or Shazam or Zack mm -hmm. Snyder's Justice League one of three but um yeah no this it's still really solid i think uh gal gadot gives a pretty uh pretty solid performance as uh as diana like honestly uh one of her better performances not mm -hmm. to not to besmirch her performance in fast and furious six or fast five or red Ralph notice, red notice. <laughs> I haven't seen Red Notice yet, but uh, you don't have to. That's what I've been told, but no, uh, we'll see. Eh, yeah, no, this movie's really good. Uh, it's got a great, uh, great scene with No Man's Land run. Uh, that yeah, no, but it kind of falls apart uh, with the whole Ares reveal for me, but. It, it, it's a good time. Uh, I think Chris Pine is good in most things he's in, so that's always uh, that's always a win if you've got him uh, give, given a solid performance. So, yeah, I've got no real complaints about it. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, for me, I would put it at the bottom of B tier. Yeah. For me, I'd put it just above uh, Birds of Prey, but that's that's whatever. Um, yeah, I it, I would say it belongs in B tier. I, I don't think it's better than Hannah or Kill Bill Volume Two, but um, yeah, I, I yeah I would put it there just relative to the rest of the list. So okay. Oh, is that the Alfred Hitchcock uh, Blu-ray box set on your? Uh, yeah, it is. It's over here. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. Right between two thousand one: A Space Odyssey and the six film Alien collection. Yeah, I was looking at your Blu-ray shelf. You got some heat on there, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, I've got the Universal Monsters down there. Oh, nice. and San Juro down there. Nice. nice. Yeah. I'm avid, uh avid Blu-ray collector. Yeah, but, I'm a uh, poor college student, so I don't, <laughs> I don't have many opportunities to do that nowadays. But yeah. that's fair. But this is probably actually no, because I own the Lord of the Rings trilogy. But this, this is my favorite Criterion movie that I have, and it's Portrait of a Lady on Fire. So uh, yeah, I've heard that that's like a big favorite of yours, and I agree. Um, that movie is great. Yes, one of my favorites of that year. Absolutely. I told John about our possible team name, Portrait of a Baby on no, Fire. No, 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 no. No, no, we are anyone can cook. And look, when you, no, when you, when you say, Jack, we need a team name. Uh, or when, when Coho throws us together in the middle of the night and says, we need that a team name, I go with the first thing that comes to my mind. And that was 
not the first thing that came to my mind. That was like an hour and a half into things that came to my mind. So I was already running on empty. Um, all right. Let's, better. Where, where should we put this? Let's put it bottom of B tier or, or yeah, uh, okay. like that. I'd say, yeah, that works. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, all right, let's move on to Mad Max Fury Road. Did you want to do the other Wonder Woman movie or nah? That yeah, yeah. Actually, oh, yeah, let's we'll do the eighty four then. Um, yeah. All right, Jack, do you want to start uh, with this? Yeah. One? This one was sure. I'll start. Uh, this one was a little disappointing for me because uh, of how much I actually do like the first one. Uh, but Pedro Pascal is solid in it, as he is in everything he's in especially Game of Thrones season four, which I also have on my Blu-ray shelf. But um, no, uh, yeah, no, he's great in it. Gal Gadot is less great in this one as she is in the first one. But uh, yeah, it, it's still it's still better than most uh, DCEU movies. So uh, I won't hate it too hard, but not not one of the better ones. That's for sure. That's fair. Yeah, I mean. I have this about three other DCEU movies, so that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it does. It goes way too long. I feel like the movie is is too yeah. long. Could have been cut down. Uh, I I feel like uh, I really like the opening scene, though. I feel like that's that true. Competition, it was great, and then it just went down from there. Yeah. But, um, it does feel like an 80s movie, you know, that like 80s cheese, it kind of yeah. works because it's set in 84, but also it's like, it's kind of, it's just like weird. Uh, and like mm-hmm. bringing back uh, Steve Trevor is also kind of weird, but also adds a lot more emotion to her character. Yeah, the uh, the way they bring him back is what I have issues with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But him being back is fine. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It, it, it is cool to see like the fish out of water story flipped so instead uh yeah. steve is like out the fish out of water instead whereas like the first one it was uh gal Gadot, wonder woman yeah that's and true. then yeah pedro pascal is great he just he cheeses oh, yeah. it up he and uh you know maxwell lord and so many iconic lines and memes and from just pulled from that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this like he does give a good performance. That's something you can always count on Pedro Pascal for. Mm-hmm. Main reason I'm really looking forward to the Last of Us series, but yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, and then Kristen Wiig is fine, but okay. I, yeah, uh, she's been better in lots of other movies, but she's fine in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think her design for Cheetah it definitely it works like better than i would expect when you've seen cats like you've yeah. seen the worst, of the worst. like her design oh, yeah. has, like it, it could have been so much worse yeah. <laughs> so uh i i it, it's a mess but i i still i can't say i didn't like the movie That's, you know like yeah it's it's a mess but it's still fun yeah how long so, is it you mentioned it was a long boy how, two how and a half hours Oh my god! Yeah, that's, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah, two yeah, hours and a half. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, Albert in the live chat saying Wonder Woman is still the best world of DC movie for him, but Wonder That's Woman fair. 84 is one of the worst for him. That's fair. I get it. I agree with Albert. Yeah, I think it's probably up there. I like the Suicide Squad a lot, though. The Suicide Squad. Yeah, not yeah. Suicide Squad, but the Suicide yeah. Squad. Yeah. This is definitely on the lower end of DCEU for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where do you want to put it on the tier list? Uh, I mean, I'm thinking below Captain Marvel, uh, but I haven't seen any of Charlie's Angels, so I don't know mm -hmm. how far... I think that's below fine. I want to put it. Yeah. I, I, I think it's I would put it. I think that's fine. I think that works. Yeah. That works. All right. Let's move on to Mad Max Fury Road then. And I guess I know, John, <laughs> you have not seen this one. Yeah, this is another really interesting one on the letterboxed on the uh, letterboxed video store challenge uh list that I made for um this is my can least thing. This is my number one uh, biggest movie blind spot watch of the year. So that will be taken care of soon. But this is the last one that I haven't seen. So mm -hmm. yeah. true. Awesome. Yeah. There's a few coming up that I have not seen. Yes. Uh, same. I think the rest until the end I haven't seen. So yeah. Um, Probably the yeah. same for me. If I well, I, I'll start with this one because uh, I won't. I don't want to say too much so that you know John hasn't seen it, but I no go for it, go for it. Don't worry about me, just go for it. I I think this is this is the first Mad Max movie I've ever seen. I haven't gone back to the other ones, but so this okay. is the first time I've ever just been a part of this world, and I think that just really does an interesting and captivating job of like showing us like this apocalyptic story and uh, really unique character designs and like the landscapes and also there's like the use of no cgi really enhances the movie um mm -hmm. and like you know tom hardy is the title character but this is like charlie theron's movie absolutely like, he's so good as furiosa and that like, creates such a amazing strong like female lead uh and it's yeah i i mean this is like really i feel like there's not a very strong story but like the world is so interesting and like just watching all these characters like and their dynamics and like just like she needs to go from one place to another and then go back it's like you know seeing these characters uh, following these characters like makes it really interesting mm -hmm. for sure yeah no this movie is really solid uh i'm not as big a fan of it as lots of people are uh uh, but it's still like a great movie. So it's visually gorgeous to look at. There's some solid performances, especially from Charlie Theron. Uh, the chase scenes are all pretty epic. Like they're, they're the one in the sandstorm uh, is like brutal, but also somehow like kind of gorgeous to look at. <laughs> like, I, I don't get it. It's, it's, it's weird, but no, it's a, it's a very, uh, very well-made film. I'm just not totally sold on like the story uh, of it. Like um, I won't say too much, but basically, it, and correct me if I'm wrong here, there's like this war for gasoline. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. but they've, uh, and like when you've, when it's like a war for gasoline, you're going to have massive 
death vehicles, basically, because you got it. Like, but but the fire guitar is where yeah. my brain kind of draws the line logic wise, and it's just <laughs> like, okay, that just seems like a waste of the thing you're fighting to get. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it's just minor little nitpicks. All in all, solid movie epic i want to rewatch it i just haven't gotten the chance i want to see the black and chrome version oh that would be cool i have that version actually so really yeah Damn. yeah uh yeah no uh solid movie uh definitely deserves to be high on the list also uh can't forget to mention junkie xl's score which is, oh it's so good yeah so good yeah definitely uh, uh definitely up there for yeah, this is an S tier for me. I mean, yeah, it's. I put it. Uh, I, I'm fine with putting an S tier, but personally, it'd be like A tier for me. But I'm fine okay. with putting uh, it S tier. If we're in S tier, then I'll put it below Sicario. So, yeah. fair, fair. Yeah, no, I totally get. Like, I understand the why it's on S tier, but personally, I'd put it on A tier. But I'm cool with it on S. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, John, you already said you were gonna watch it soon, so. Absolutely. And yeah, and everything you guys have said, it only makes me want to watch it more, especially the fire guitar thing. I kind of forgot. <laughs> yeah, that the fire guitar is so cool. It's great. It's cool. It. It's cool. It just makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, all right. So next up, we have Come Drink With Me. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You guys didn't have a chance to watch this one, did you? No. Okay, uh, I'll since we are running a little long, a little long, almost three hours. Um. Okay, yeah, this is a wuxia film from, I believe, 1966 um, by the director, the Chinese director, King Hu, who mostly worked in um, Hong Kong. Um, King Hu is just, I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. King Hu is quickly becoming one of my favorite directors ever. Um, I loved this movie when I watched it. I didn't really key into it until, oh, this is another one that I rewatched in preparation for this. Um it's not a movie that I really keyed into until the second time I saw it, but I watched um, another one of his films, one of his, um, one of his more heralded, not more heralded one, because this one is like considered one of the greatest Hong Kong films of all time. But um, I watched another one of his films called Dragon Inn, and that movie floored me, absolutely floored me. I was hooked. Um, and it was my favorite new discovery of last year that wasn't a new release. Um, anyway, um, the plot is is fairly simple. So you have this gang of bandits in in um, sort of rural China, this mountainous part of China, that um, is trying to free their leader and attacks this convoy. And in the process, they capture this high-ranking military official's son. Um, and this military official uh, sends his daughter, um, Golden Swallow, played by Chung Pei Pei, who I mentioned earlier in the Mulan, and when we talked about the 2020 live-action Mulan, um, to go and retrieve to go and retrieve him, and that's basically the film. Um, this is one of like, this is a wuxia film. Wuxia, it's it's kind of like, uh, I don't want to give a definition because I'm I don't really have like the cultural like capital really to say something definite, but it, it's it's a genre of martial arts film and also just art in general. Uh, well, yeah, it's a genre where like the martial arts are, um, uh, it, it it's stressed like it. You have a lot of wire work and stuff in it. Like there there is a more formal definition, but really what you need to know is that it's usually like a period piece kind of thing, and you have a lot of wire work, wire foo, a lot of like running on top of trees and that kind of thing. Lots of sword play too. Um, 
what am I what am I gonna say here? Yeah, I love this film. Um, this is an incredible and, and, and just an incredible movie. Um, it is just gorgeous. First of all, it's gorgeous. Um, it, it is really truly beautiful. A lot of Hong like this is by the Shaw. This is a produced by the Shaw Brothers, which was like one of the dominant studios in Hong Kong um, from the nineteen sixties to the nineteen uh, like early eighties ish. Um, and it's just they're famous for having gorgeous sets and very little of this takes place on like a sound stage, but it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Um, it's reminiscent of like like a Sergio how Sergio Leone might shoot like the desert or you know any any number of beautiful shots that are from like the good and the bad and the ugly or once upon a time in the west is comparable to this and also like the fighting in it is comparable too like um it's a lot of sword play but it's very violent it's more graphic than it was you know than people were accustomed to and in, in 1966 uh but it's also like really beautiful and almost framed the same way too like a lot of it takes place in like in the frame um it's very quick violence um, it's really about sort of the build-up to, um, gosh, I, I didn't say any of that really well, but anyway, um, Cheng Pei Pei is my favorite part of the film because um, China, like Hong Kong had the female action star really before a lot of other, you know, cinema industries did. Um, you know, female swordsmen have always figured in like Chinese sort of literature for a long time in, in folk tales and stuff like that. And to the, chi the Chinese, you know, put put women, you know, in, in these like action heroine roles um, as early as like the 1930s. Um, and this is a really a breakout for that kind of genre. Um, what I really like about it is that it's um, Chang Pei Pei does this really, has this really wonderful performance where for the first half she uh, disguises herself as a man but it's really hard to tell unless you like listen to the movie and what is being said in the dialogue because it's very like it, it's feminine but not in a way that's like that could be perceived as like you know feminine quote unquote feminine like it's not it's not i, I don't want to say problematic but it, it's not like overtly feminine it's very it's very controlled and powerful she's very calm and at ease and it's just a really wonderful performance. King uh, King Hu is has always put like really badass women uh, as the action heroines in this film, um, in his films, and and he always makes them out to be these very capable, skilled uh, martial artists, uh, which is something that I find really great. Um, there's so much more I want to talk about this film. The fact that this could potentially be Jackie, one of Jackie Chan's earliest screen roles, is like a little child. Um, there's a whole another kind of arc that's happening at the same time um, with with an old man that helps Cheng Pei Pei's character Golden Swallow find the bandits and her brother, um, but also has a run in with one of his former um, kung fu sort of like acolytes, not acolyte, but like a, a classmate of his, I guess, that he has a much more to settle. Like, there's so much to say about this film, and I couldn't possibly fit it in. We're running out of time. Um, gosh, so this is just me rambling, but. It's an incredible film. It may look a little bit dated, but it's gorgeous. Um, like I said, with uh, Lady Snowblood, it is elementally perfect uh, for its genre. It's like the perfect Wuja film. This belongs in S tier, and I will not negotiate its placement. Um, if you don't put it there, I will not be pleased. So do that. And that's the only film on this in this chat where I will say it belongs there. So yep, okay. do, it. do it, Matthew. Put it's it there. Where where in S tier? Um, 
I'll put it at I'll put it at the bottom. I mean, I think it's <laughs> I haven't seen I haven't seen, I think it's better than Sicario. Um, I like it more than Sicario, personally. But sure. oh, we'll we'll make a concession. <laughs> okay. Gosh, there's so much I want to talk. Like I could do a whole separate podcast for that film, but I'm tired and now just rambling at this point. So yeah, let's move on. All right. Um, next movie is Lara Croft Tomb Raider. I have not seen it, so. Wait, the original or the remake? This is the original. Angelina okay, Jolie. I haven't seen it. Okay, I have seen this one. Um, it has been a long-ass time since I've seen it. Um, I basically don't have anything to say about it, except that um, I think that the Angelina Jolie performance in this is pretty iconic, even if it's not, like, excellent. And um, I'm, always I'm, always a sucker. I'm always a sucker for these, like, um, for these, like, treasure-hunting action films. Like, you know, National Treasure, uh, Uncharted, not not the movie, but like yeah, anything in like that genre, I am I am a sucker for, um, and I wish there was more of that in this film. Um, there's a lot of like character work in it that I don't think is very good. Uh, who, what's his name? Simon. Simon West. Yeah, Simon West. I think um, I remember his performance in this being like pretty bad, and I thought that when I was in middle school. Oh, wow. So I feel like I'd probably feel the same way now. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's like a childhood movie for me. I haven't seen any of the sequels. Which I've heard are better, um, but yeah, I like Angelina Jolie, so I would I would put this maybe in fair enough C tier. All right, uh, where would you? Than, it's better see. than Wonder Woman 1984, I assume, but okay. I don't know. I mean, ah, I've heard like it's not terrible, but like it's not like great or anything. But yeah, uh, I, I I'm I'm good with that there. That's fair. Yeah, I like that. Oh gosh, this is gonna be the John show for a second here, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, can't remember what this movie, the next movie is called. Oh, yes, madam. Yes, ah, madam. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. I'll just go. I'll try to run through these quick. Uh, and if I go long, just tell me to shut up. Uh, all right. Yeah. Yes, madam is directed by um, Corey Yen, I believe. Yeah. Um, it is another Michelle Yeoh film. This is one. This one's kind of like a buddy cop movie. Um, I chose this one because it's kind of historically important. I, I like it a lot, but it's also like has a certain historical importance, like Come Drink With Me, where it inaugurated um, um, this genre of film um, that's called uh, from Hong Kong. It's called Girls with Guns, which is basically like exactly what this whole show is about. Girls with Guns is exactly what it sounds like. It's badass, like leading ladies, martial artists, usually playing cops that, you know, shoot things um with guns <laughs> i don't know how else to put it um uh, it's kind of like it, this was happening simultaneously to like the very macho heroic bloodshed films um like uh the killer and um a better tomorrow that john woo might make but um yes michelle yo plays a policewoman here uh who is investigating um this drug not drug ring but like a crime ring there's there's it doesn't matter. The, the, the plot doesn't matter. There, it's basically a MacGuffin. There's there's a piece of, like there's a there's like a camera, a roll of microfilm that has proof that there's this enormous like drug, not drug ring. God, what do I keep saying that? This giant crime ring that's like running in Hong Kong that she's trying to bust, and uh, her her 
lover dies, and so she feels compelled to finish the case. Uh, obviously, Michelle Yeoh is a badass, like ass-kicking martial artist cop uh, in it. And she um, gets some help from Scotland Yard um, by a policewoman played by Cynthia Rothrock in her film debut. I don't know. Do either of you, you know who Cynthia Rothrock is? I've heard the name. Okay, yeah. Cynthia Rothrock was a um, an, an American martial artist champion. I think she was like a champion in wushu, kung fu, or whatever. That um, um, that D and B, which is which is the uh, production company um, that made these films, run by the unfortunately named Dixon Poon, uh, basically saw her at like a competition in Hawaii and was like, I want her in movies. And they did that. She couldn't speak any Japanese or not Japanese. She couldn't speak any Cantonese or anything. She just was like a very talented martial artist. And they put her in a bunch of films. Um, she, I think she was in one of the Expendables movies. I may be wrong about that. Um, she was definitely in China O'Brien. Um, just, just like martial arts movies, like Chopsaki-ish stuff that was made in like the 1990s um, in America. She's great. She's a legend. And she's like one of the towering figures of female action films. Um, or martial arts, like kung fu movies. But um, yeah, a lot of the movie is just sort of fine. They're these two annoying, um, these two annoying uh, guy, like comedy, comic relief characters named uh, for some reason, Strepsil and Aspirin, I think, that just kind of bumble around um, with the microfilm and the movie follows them for a really long time. Um, I don't find it very funny. The comedy is very broad. They have a few good action scenes, like for instance, um, Sammo Hung, the, the the big guy from Ip Man Tu, uh, and um, Choi Hark, who is a like a really famous uh, director who directed the um, Dennis Rodman, <laughs> John Claude Van Damme film Double Team. They have like little cameos and really great action scenes. But this movie, the, the whole reason why I put this movie on here is the very last action scene where Michelle Yeoh and Cynthia Rothrock uh, basically on their own take on this enormous, this huge like triad gang in this action scene in a, in a this really fancy room, two stories tall, that's just full of glass. And every shard of glass in that room uh, has somebody go through it. And it's amazing so much incredible so many incredible martial arts things happening cynthia rothrock does a back backflip into the splits against the wall um there's some really nasty stunt work in it I, I don't even really know what to say you just need to go and see it and it's on youtube you can just watch it um yeah that's basically why i have it on the list um this movie was the first in a series called in the line of duty um, there are like eight of them. I've seen three of them. The second one is my personal favorite called Royal Warrior starring Hiroyuki Sanada. That one has like an insane final act with a chainsaw and a tank and all this crazy shit. Um, and that one's really great. But I think I put this one on here because I think this one like is probably more historically important and definitely more people have seen it. Um, so just to go along, I probably put this in B tier. Uh, I personally put it above Hannah. Um, oh, I'm not sure where else right. I would probably concede to having like around the middle, or we could put it there. That's fine. I, okay. I trust your judgment. Um, I'm you know I haven't seen it, so I can't say much. But uh, Jack, how do you feel if you if we put it up there? Oh yeah, no, I, I haven't seen it, so uh, I trust your judgment, John. So I think that's a good spot. I hope I sold you on that because this movie oh, no, is, you're good. is pretty you're great. Good. Um, so 
the other three that I picked are kind of like historically important, not not so much heroic uh, trio, but definitely come drink with me. And yes, madam, um, this one, Magnificent Warriors, also starring Michelle Yeoh um, and sometimes marketed as a film that's a sequel to Yes, Madam, is a personal pick for me. I think like 800 people have seen it on Letterboxd. Um, it's not a perfect movie. It's messy. Um, it has great action scenes. But if I could pitch it to you in a really reductive way, um, but also kind of accurate, is if Michelle Yeoh, it's basically Indiana Jones in China fighting the Japanese. Um, that's really what I can say. Michelle Yeoh is uh, this like gun running adventure type person that flies a biplane. She uses a whip when she does Kung Fu, a rope dart technically, but she uses it like Indiana Jones. Um, helping a super spy take down like the Japanese who are planning to build this chemical plant in the middle of like this Tibetan village. Um, yeah. And there's also like a con, a con woman played by Cindy Lau that joins their, their fight to take it down. Um, yeah. This movie just has, ama again, amazing action scenes. Um, it, 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 um, I don't even know what to say. Yeah, they're very creative, especially with weapons. This is a weapons-heavy movie. A lot of the action in this one's a little bit more acrobatic, which is really great because Michelle Yeoh um, has like a background in, in in that, as well as Cindy Lau. Um, yeah, it's also worth mentioning. Going back to Kung Drink with me, that um, Chang Pei Pei, her background is in like ballet um, and and picking opera. So that's where a lot of these action stars have their backgrounds in, not just model, but like dance and stuff like that. Um, but yeah. I mean, this this movie goes hard. I don't know what, what else to say. Um, it, it's one of those things that I would just say, like, go watch it. You won't have a bad time. Um, there is, like, a 15-minute period in this film where, like, the all of the mains, main characters are just, like, tied up in the middle of this courtyard. And um, a lot of Japanese people just do talking, advancing the plot that doesn't matter. So um, if there's anything that limits the movie, it's going to be that. And also a terrible, terrible score. The score is horrible. It's, like... It's like four measures of this dreadful like trumpet fanfare. And it is literally the only music in the film for, for like 80 minutes. Um, uh, but yeah, the final fight is incredible. Um, basically like the townspeople living in this little, in this little Tibetan village, um, basically stage an armed insurrection against the Japanese uh, led by Michelle Yeoh and the super spy guy. I can't remember his name and um, Cindy Lau's character. And it's great. It's great. There's a fun spear fight, um, all kinds of cool fire gags. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's no characterization whatsoever, really. Like uh, the characters aren't, are, are not developed. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Just, just, it's great. Um, I would put this in B tier um, or maybe high C tier because it's imperfect, but it's a personal pick for me. Um, okay. Maybe at the bottom of B tier. Yeah. I, I would make that concession. Okay. I, I think I'm. I don't mind this in B tier, so. Um, yeah. What else was I no, I think that's all I had to say for that one. Yep, it's great. Oh, and it has um a really fun comedic uh, relief performance by Richard Ng, who is a famed uh, Hong Kong actor that I've I've grown to really like in in, in certain films. Um, okay. So, uh, okay, this is the last one that only I have seen. I think all of us have seen Mulan. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, for Revenge, I've heard of for sure back when it oh, came I've out. Oh, I've definitely heard of Revenge. Okay, yeah. Um, so I won't belabor this one. It is a rape revenge film um, about, well, how, how all of them sort of are. You have this woman that's um, 
you know, going out, going to this private sort of desert estate with a married man. Um, some hijinks happen with the married man's friends where they sort of like come on to the woman and sexually assault her uh, and um, the rest of the, and kind of leave her for dead afterwards. And um, yeah, the rest of the movie is about her getting her uh, revenge. Uh, I've seen this movie touted as like kind of a feminist interpretation of the tropes of rape revenge because um, ostensibly rape revenge films are like sort of feminist, but a lot of the like Matthew, you've seen I Spit on Your Grave, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah you you could no, you it's can, kind of brutal. Yeah, you can testify that it's not always like the most um, elegantly executed, you know, feminism. <laughs> uh, so, uh, at least personally, in, in my opinion. Um, and I think this film, uh, the way that it plays with certain tropes and the way that it like frames certain things, I guess, sort of atones for that. Um, but to be completely honest, I, there are other things that I can talk about this film. Like there's a, there's a, I'm not going to spoil it since neither of you have seen it, but there's a, a particular reading of the film that's um, popular about whether or not like the lady actually exacts revenge or if she's even alive or if it's taking place all in a dream. I won't spoil it, but to be honest, I'm not 100% sure if I buy into like this movie sort of being a, a like 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 a feminist take on rape revenge. A lot of it just kind of plays like a rape revenge film with sort of like you know sort of trenchant like feminist a, a trenchant like feminist angle on it, which is good. This is that's a good thing. Uh, uh, but really, I just kind of watched it because it's really gnarly. <laughs> like there are all kinds of crazy like gore gore stuff and action and, and all the performances are really fantastic so um to make a long story short i, I maybe i don't quite buy into uh, some of the feminist readings of it i don't think it's quite making the powerful statement that a lot of other people find that it does um but yeah it's great if you're a gore hound it's great if you like you know gnarly action movies and if you like rape if rape revenge is your thing too and it's almost certainly better than promising young woman like I would recommend this over promising young woman a hundred times out of a hundred. So that's my last hot take of the evening. I promise. Uh, I'll, I would put, I like it enough to put it in the A tier. Uh, okay. I'm not sure where though. That's kind of what I expected. Like a tier for this movie, just from what I've heard about it. And I am Absolutely. totally fine with that. This is a movie that I could talk about for like a whole. Yeah. I'm just like, where do you want me to put it? podcast where you can put it at the bottom you can put it at the bottom okay of, of okay. the tier it's fine I'm, I'm happy with that yeah i have a lot more to say about it but for the sake of time i, I will not so okay um uh, so we're gonna skip our second supergirl unless jack you want to talk about supergirl some more <laughs> i'm good <laughs> but uh i you know we let's move on to mulan um i i don't want to start with this movie because i have uh, way too much that i could talk say because i want to let let uh, jack i'm gonna let you start because i oh I can okay i was gonna all i was gonna say was the i hope we can agree this is the superior mulan yes yes yeah, no. for sure no this this movie's great uh one one of the best of uh disney renaissance era uh for sure uh i don't know if i'd put it above like Aladdin or Beauty and the Beast, but it's definitely up there as one of the best. Uh, I love this movie um, a lot. Uh, honestly, I, I I thought this movie was good, 
and then I rewatched it last year in preparation for a match. And I was honestly blown away with how much more I, I, I love this movie. I think uh, Eddie Murphy is just so much fun as Mushu. Uh, I, I can't remember who plays Mulan in this, but she does a phenomenal job. You know uh, what her, is, is the yeah with her voice acting. She she's great in this, uh, and it's got one of the one one of my favorite. Uh, just like uh, Renaissance, like ninety, uh, like Disney Renaissance villains with uh, Sean Yu. So it's uh, it's a very good movie. All right, John, uh, I, I'm not sure if uh, Jack is. Uh, We're good. Yeah, I want to. I want to hear what you have to say with it because I think you have the most sophisticated take on, on this film, or at least the most to say. But um, yeah, I, I didn't watch a lot of Disney films growing up from the Disney Renaissance, and this was uh, a major exception. Um, I think looking back at it now, um, I re I haven't rewatched it recently, but like an, uh, recently enough to sort of have like unquote adult take on it there is definitely certain things uh that have not aged particularly well with regards to like asian representation like some of the character arts a little bit um kind of sort of maybe reverges on caricature but as like a six-year-old that didn't know any better that lived in you know a vacuum um that didn't you know didn't have like you know basically asian people in cartoons or, or stuff and and didn't get around to watching that until I was a little bit older. I mean, this meant a lot to me personally. Um, not just the fact that like they're Asian people, like this, this sounds so weird because it's like, it's like a movie made by white dudes with like yeah. a couple of Asian people in it <laughs> voice acting. But like this movie meant a lot to me as like a, as an Asian growing up in, in sort of an Asian pop culture vacuum. Uh, right. And it's also gorgeous and it's beautiful and it's funny. And it's so full of life compared to um, the remake. Um, <laughs> the music is really great. Maybe not quite as memorable as some other, or maybe doesn't have quite the same longevity as some other um, uh, Disney animated, you know, Renaissance films do. But um, yeah, I I think it's I think it's great. Jackie Chan is in the dub cast for Cantonese, I think. Oh, so I have to pull Rachel and watch it, you know, in a different language with English subtitles, just so I can get that Jackie Chan cred, like what she did with um her favorite uh, actor, Cars. Uh, yeah, yeah, Cars with Cars. Um, but, Cars. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I have I could probably have more to say about it, but um. Yeah, it was a movie that I haven't seen. I need to rewatch soon. It meant a lot to me then. Uh, I don't know if it means as much to me now, but it's at the very least great. I think it's I think it's very good. Um, mm -hmm. And yep, I will pass that on to you, Matthew. Okay. Uh, I I mean I definitely argue that this soundtrack is def one of the best Disney soundtracks. I could definitely argue that because uh, I, I'll get more into the songs later. But uh, I this is one of my favorite Disney movies. I think I have it. Uh, at number four right now uh and this did play a big part of my childhood for sure like with you know asian representation as well and i think i just uh this is a huge part of my life and i think um you know also mulan just what a great character like female representation as well is like one of the best uh, female characters for sure and uh the way uh you know the story is very engaging i really enjoy it and i think uh 
the power or the message that it tells is also just very inspiring and empowering like uh, you know woman saving all of china and just like really great for also you know young female viewers for sure and i think uh like when they're everyone's seeing a girl worth fighting for and then all of a sudden it just shifts the tone and like there's a ton of dead bodies in the snow and just like super powerful scene and uh i think the score is also amazing uh albert in the live chat saying the jerry goldsmith score i have yeah i feel like uh i could go on about the score i'm not going to but uh there's a yeah i i've written a lot about the score before i'm not going to go into it but the light motifs are uh beautiful uh yeah <laughs> but uh yeah i mean i mean, I want to go back to mulan as like a character and just like one of the strong female leads like she's not perfect you know she's like when we see her in the matchmaking scene like she's very clumsy and like stumbling her way through everything but like still like when we see her um in the war like you see how strong she is and like she takes the place of her father and like shows how caring she is as well uh so there's also that, and um, I think, uh, you know, I really like her with Shane as well. Shane's, like, really great uh, male lead. One of the best songs is uh, I'll Make a Man Out of You. <laughs> and yeah. it's just brings so much energy. Absolutely. Yeah. Such, such a hype song. <laughs> and then there's also the three uh, side characters, the three, uh, you know, uh, Yao, uh what's his name there's can't i'm blanking on their names right now but you guys know who i'm talking about i can't right? remember yes. i i don't know their names yeah, but i, 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 I yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm the king of the rock mm-hmm. it's just a lot of iconic lines um and yeah the comedy is on point i think uh, mushu adds a lot to it for sure um but then there's just also just like other scenes that also add a lot i think Cricky is also just really iconic side character who's uh yeah you you talked about Sean Yu I think he's just from the first moment you see him he's very menacing like he this is probably one of the scariest villains in Disney because he like kills people <laughs> and you oh, actually yeah. see some like it just like has one of the most brutal scenes where like he like shoots an arrow he's and then at someone and they die and uh, yeah. You know, of course, it's still a Disney movie, but like you know what happens, and uh, yeah, I think animation is also just beautiful as well, and uh, I think their representation of Chinese culture is really pretty, uh, and and the animation also just adds a lot of liveliness to each scene. So, um, yeah, I, I I mean, all the songs are great too. I really love Reflection. That's another one that I feel like. Honor to us all is also they're they're all really underrated. So, um, yeah, Absolutely. I could go on, <laughs> but I think I've said enough for now. I mean, I've written a whole letterbox review that's basically an essay on this movie. So, uh, I, yeah, I it's S tier for for me. It's fair. I have yeah. no argument. I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, I like, yeah. I, I'm. I, I'll put it nest here. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm fine with that. 
where where would you guys put it in in next year though? Like ahead of which movie? I don't know. I mean, I don't like. I, I don't personally enjoy it as much as Come Drink mm-hmm. with Me or Sicario, but um, that that order is already kind of messed up right now too. So. Uh, <laughs> me just based on the things that i've seen in the in s tier so uh, it's up to you I'll let you guys know. For me personally it's at the top but um, okay you know i want to try it, to i wouldn't put it above sicario but i put I, i'm fine with putting it above mad max honestly i'm fine with putting it wherever uh but okay. i i feel like we should uh compromise for this pick and if that's cool with you john i think this yeah. is our list then. that's fine yeah, it's kind of top heavy, but hey, there's some good movies on here, so I'm all right with that. Awesome. All we right. Some good uh, movies on here. Albert said uh, earlier, he said, wow, you guys are so excited about Supergirl. We have it on there twice. <laughs> uh, yeah. Albert, that's to you, John, as well. He thought he, he agreed with some of your thoughts. For I'm not sure what that's referring to, but thank you. <laughs> Glad. We have slightly different tastes in film and different ideas about things, so I'm always glad we agree on stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so I'm just gonna sum up this list for our audio listeners. So uh, we have at the bottom of F tier is Supergirl, and then it's the three five five. And it's Aeon Flux, and at the top is Catwoman. At the bottom of D tier, it's the Mulan remake, Disney live action remake, uh, Charlie's Angels Full Throttle, Barely Lethal, and at the top of D is Lucy. At the bottom of C is the original Charlie's Angels. Uh, then at, above that is the new Charlie's Angels. Above that is Wonder Woman 84. Uh, above that is Lara Croft Tomb Raider, the Angelina Jolie movie. Then it is Captain Marvel, then Black Widow, then Mockingjay Part 1, and above that is Mockingjay Part 2. And at the top of C is Red Sparrow. Uh, at the bottom of B tier, we have uh, Magnificent Warriors, then we have Wonder Woman, then Birds of Prey, then The Hunger Games, then Kill Bill Volume 2, then The Hunger Games Catching Fire, then Hannah, and at the top is Yes, Madam. At the bottom of A tier is Revenge. Then it is Alita Battle Angel. Then the Heroic Trio. Then Rogue One. Then Kill Bill Volume 1. And then at the top of A tier is Lady Snowblood. At the bottom of S, we have Come Drink With Me. Then it is Mad Max Fury Road. Then the animated Mulan. Then Sicario. Then Aliens. At the top, we have Terminator 2 Judgment Day. So uh, that's our tier list today. Uh, any final thoughts, you guys? Uh, good list. Honestly, like, I, I, I've got no major issues with it. Uh, I think we've got a pretty solid S tier. Uh, I haven't seen... Yes, ma'am, or uh, which, which, whichever one that was. I, which yeah. one was that, John? It's a Come Drink With Me. Yeah. Come Drink With Me, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I haven't seen that one, but I, from what you, you've pretty much sold me on it, I'm excited to watch it. So, yeah, uh, no issues. I'm glad I sold you on that one because I felt like I did a pretty crummy job for really how I feel about the film. And 
probably, you know, where it stands in, in terms of like film history. So yeah, I, I hope I'm excited to hear what you have to say about it. And also you, Matthew, if you, mm -hmm. if you end yeah, up. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely interested in it. So yeah, and on the flip side, um, I mean, I've only seen like, I don't even think I've seen half of the films on this list. Um, I've seen most of them in the top, but definitely some stuff to, to, to look at. Some things that maybe I wouldn't have considered that I've been sold on by the both of you. So. <laughs> Especially uh, that fairly lethal rewatch. I'm looking forward to that. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wish we had another three hours, but I'm getting tired. So yeah, that's fair. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, there's a lot of great female-led action movies on this list. You know, it's pretty. Yeah, yeah, and there's so many more that we could have included too. Um, oh, absolutely. But anyway, thank you everyone who was in the live chat. Anyone who might be watching this later, and uh, next week on the 27th, so a week from today. We got uh, top 10 2020 movies should start at six, maybe a little bit later, but uh, we'll see you guys there. John will be there as well. You have to listen to me say stupid shit about movies some more. So be there, be square. That one's going to be a long boy. That one's going to be long. That one will be long. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, and uh, to finalize, our orange cat counter is at seven. So thank you all for watching and we will see you guys next week.